Happy Halloween! Tonight on Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer and happy halloween it is our halloween special this episode airing on halloween so what better things could you do on halloween than listen to a podcast anyway so we're gonna try to do a very fun fabulous spectacular halloween special episode of attack of the killer podcast you mean spooktacular Oh, snap. That just happened. So, so brace yourself, kiddies. This is going to be one spooky ride. Or not. We're just going to talk about movies. Yeah. So, But first, let's introduce, uh, introduce you to the podcast crew. He is the dastardly, devilish demon doomed to darkness, Justin Neal. Hey, yes. Jeez, I get it. <laughs> hey, everybody. The terrifying titan of terror, <laughs> Terry Turford. <laughs> uh, hey. This is going to get good. <laughs> the, the, the jarring jester, John Sullivan. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Mike. The, um... Um, um, jacking off Jack O' Lantern, Jason Bowler. Hey, that's gross. <laughs> too many, too many people with the All first right. letter J on this show. I ran out of J words. And our very special guest, the nightmarish Nillabog, Nalani Proctor. <laughs> that goblin backwards. <laughs> oh my god! My god! Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy, happy, happy. I could not think of my third greatest choice of spending Halloween than with you guys. Okay, guys. Um, what? So we're, huh? <laughs> so we're talking Halloween on this episode. We're going to uh, give everybody out there that's listening some suggestions of what to watch on this Hallow's Eve. And uh, we got some other surprises, too. Some surprises for the crew uh, that mm-hmm. they don't even know about yet. What? <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. So, first off, um, let's just... So it's it's Halloween. Uh, the month of Halloween is coming to a close with the grand finale of the of Halloween, and so how's everybody's uh, October been? What have you all been? The greatest holiday of uh, of the year. What kind of Why, things have you? Of course, dressing up and participating in cool events that were hosted by you know cool people like you, Insane Mike. 
Oh, would you be talking about Halloween Palooza? I just might. Oh man! <laughs> so those of you out there listening, Halloween Palooza was a, a huge success. Um, too bad you missed it. If you weren't there, suckers. But uh, <laughs> hi- highlights, uh, Terry. What was your favorite part of Halloween Palooza? Uh, well, I was at <laughs> sitting the front at the door. door for like the whole thing, but. I got to see Rocky Horror later on, and that was a lot of fun. Mike always does a good job with that. Why, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Nalani, what about you? What was your favorite part? I enjoyed performing. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. Yes. And you know Mar- what? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, as Marceline, the Vampire Queen. So, those who don't know, who is Marceline, the Vampire Queen? Well, mo- I would assume that most of your clientele here on this podcast would understand who Marceline the Vampire Queen is. But if they don't, there is a wonderful uh, television show on Cartoon Network called Adventure Time. And it is a post-apocalyptic world where there is only one human left. And he has a brother and it's a magical dog, blah, blah, blah. But Marceline the Vampire Queen is a character within that show. She's a vampire. She's over a thousand years old, but she's maintained uh, the 18 to 20 year old uh, visage of the body. And so she's really moody and angsty and plays a sweet bass that's made out of an axe. And uh, she writes songs a lot about her dad and, you know, that, that same old punk rock adage of I hate my dad but I really love my dad but I hate my dad kind of stuff so yes and I'll tell you what out of the four bands that played that was the highlight for me that was so much fun watching you up there in the full makeup and staying in character the whole time it was Uh awesome and hilarious and the fact that I'm not familiar with the character I found it I I would think that I found it even more impelling being completely out of context so Sweet. Good. I mean, you said our clientele should know who the character is, but I'll tell you, like, I could recite the whole, I can recite all the dialogue from Friday the 13th Part 6, but in, <laughs> in, until you introduced me to it, I never would have known who Marceline was. Oh, okay. So. But your son probably knows. I bet he I'm, does. I bet he does. He's, he knows Adventure Time, for sure. So if you got children, ask them. They know. <laughs> But I feel I feel um, better for it now that I do know. Good. Okay, John. What about you? Favorite part of Halloween Palooza? Favorite part was, <clears throat> well, first being asked if I wanted to help, you know, participate and be a part of the, you Aww. know, Halloween Palooza Palooza. Um, how would I say it? The crew, the people, you know, putting it on. That was great. Um, probably my favorite part was just, you know throughout the whole day just anytime any of you guys or any of the workers or anybody come by and we kind of chatted a little bit and went on our separate ways doing our own thing and and i think that was probably my favorite part just talking with everybody and i can honestly say and i'm not guys i'm not lying that halloween palooza 2014 has been my favorite convention i have ever been to ever oh man so Yes, that's on my number one list now. It's 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 up there now on top, right on the top. 
So, so to completely put you on the spot, then what what separates <laughs> Halloween Palooza out from uh, the other conventions you've gone to, then? Um, he got to be the staff on this one, so he's. I like, got yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's um, but I mean, I, I think it was just the whole the whole day was just so much fun. Like I said, you know, talking with everybody and 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 then later on, you know. I think there was about four or five of us, you know, all of us sitting, you know, down there by the, whenever me and Terry was later on taking money and stuff at the door and giving out wristbands and we was just all kind of down there talking and everything. And I think it was just, it was just all of it. I think I really, okay. just really enjoyed. Cool. It was just cool. that good, Mike. Okay. Deal with it. It was good. What was your favorite part of Halloween, please? Who'd you say you cut out? Oh, Farmer Vincent. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I, I got to sit with uh, Justin all day. Justin Beam. This one of the stars at Halloween, Halloween of Palooza. And it was, it was just really cool sitting up there with them. Uh, you know, people coming up and, you know, work, you know, warming up to Linnea, um, Th- kind of through him, but I mean, there was people that came up that knew who he was, and you know, bought some of his Fango magazines, and you know, he conversed with a lot of people. And like I said, there were some people there. You know, Leia was right by him, so people would come up, <clears throat> and you would see their nervousness. And it was so funny because Justin leans over and he's like, "I think these people are are like warming up to go to talk over to, to Linnea because that's people would come up to him first, and then they would slide right on over." And I'm like. Okay, okay. And, like, the next guy that comes up, he's, like, shaking. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy's, this guy's really nervous to see Justin. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just warming up to go over and see Linnea. <laughs> like, <laughs> we just cracked up laughing. And that guy bought a magazine, I think. And, uh, you know, I think he might have bought a, uh, one of Justin's, like, <laughs> like uh 8 by 10 photos of him and the shark. He had some really cool stuff on his table. He had a, an assortment of goodies there uh, for people to buy. And, and Linnea had some of the like most craziest 8 by 10s I've ever seen. I've only been to one other convention, but like I didn't know like if you were that type of star, you would just put your booby 8 by 10s out for people to sign. And <laughs> people would get I sure that. would. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I probably would. <laughs> you know, that's like, I mean, that's not what people will remember her for all the time, but you know, that's like one of her big things. So why not have that be one of the selections? But yeah, just sitting up there and getting the, to watch everybody. I thought the, um, I thought the Q&As were really cool. I thought those had really good turnouts. Um, yeah. Getting to watch you guys go up there and, and answer questions and, and discuss because it's it's like this, you know. I, I enjoy just listening, you know, on here sometimes. I, I sit back and forget I'm on the show and not listening to it sometimes. <laughs> That's where he goes. That explains <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like, oh wait, I'm on the show. I need to respond. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it was just, it was just it, like John said. It was a good day, and it you know it started early and it ended late, and you, you it's one of those days where you you rest your head at the end of the night and you just pass out because you're so exhausted and it's a good exhaustion, and it was just oh, yeah. a really fun time. Yeah. And Justin, oh my God, he was so tired, but he did them Q and As just like a pro. I mean, he yeah, he did. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's he's good at those Q and As, man. He's Good rating and all that. I just remembered one other thing that made Halloween Palooza the greatest. 
I got probably one of the only signed posters of Halloween Palooza signed by all the workers, <laughs> Justin, Linnea, and I think probably ninety five percent of the vendors. Oh nice. yeah, so, that's holy cool. cow, that's awesome. You did have a really here your poster was was a nicer print than the ones we printed for posting around town. <laughs> <laughs> you printed on this nice cardstock and yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's 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 framed now, so cool. Nice, nice. So Jason is one of the one of the people uh, who put on Halloween Palooza. What was your favorite? Uh, uh, it was definitely the free pizza that we got. <laughs> no. Uh, oh. Um, for me, it was really just getting to hang out with my friends all day. Mm-hmm. It's always just an excuse to do that. Um, you know, and be in that environment of like-minded folks that just want to come and have fun and like all the same weird shit that we do. And I was, I was really, um, super surprised how well the film festival seemed to go over. Oh yeah, me too. I went above and beyond. From the beginning of just having a million submissions beforehand and then the turnout was great all day and... I personally like the bands, you know, and Rocky Horror. Uh, it's just just a, a day full of everything awesome. Just the whole thing. John's right. Yeah, absolutely. But it was like, and I know we said this before, but maybe you guys feel this way too, but like, I remember getting up that morning, and I remember mm-hmm. going to bed, but I don't, it just, it was a big blur right there in the middle. It's like, I, it's I, like I know I... Fast. I rarely sat down all freaking day, and I know I was everywhere, but I can't remember a damn thing I did. Like, <laughs> where did it all go? What happened? Yeah, I feel like as a worker, uh, as, as a volunteer, I did maybe like two hours of actual work, if that. You know, like moving the chairs and stuff. But like, yeah. that's what that was. That's what was you know cool to to be a volunteer was you know just mm-hmm. being involved in it and getting to do that stuff, and it was still a lot of fun even. Even though there was work involved, what yeah. I re- what I really like about that whole thing and the behind the scenes thing of it is, and, and how we do our event as opposed to other people' events, is like we got to pull the resources. Like the like the film festival uh, room is a different room where Demonica would play. So during the zombie walk, we had to pull all the chairs from the film festival up to up to the main room where we played Demonica. And I love how, like, everybody everybody went, you know, did the zombie walk, did other things. The crew just hustled and got it all done. And it's just like, you get back and, and everything is set and ready to go. And it's like the, all the chairs magically appeared now for this, for this screening. And then magically disappeared again for the bands. And, you know, it, it's, uh, it just seemed like a very well-organized, uh, well-oiled machine that I think that that's that would be the perception to the outsiders. Oh, so, so yeah, yeah. Good, mm-hmm. good, good job to everybody. Nice. You're welcome. So, all right, Halloween Palooza is awesome. Uh, people better come next year than who didn't come this year, because you heard it here. You heard it, heard it here, folks. You missed out if you didn't go. So, come next year. I Any had, other? What? Yeah, I was just saying. Since it's Halloween, I was I was picturing us all sitting around our computers wearing our Halloween costume as we record this podcast. 
I was just curious what everyone was this year. That's right. Favorite let's go, costume. Let's go down the list. What are you going as Halloween for Halloween this year, Terry? Um. <laughs> Think of something. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, going <laughs> as an unhappy camper oh. from Sleepaway Camp Two. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, we all know Dustin's answer. What's yours, buddy? <laughs> Farmer Vincent Smith. That's right. With the, the pig head mask and everything. Yeah, so yeah. Glorious. It's, uh, you know, since this is coming out on Halloween, I guess I can talk about it. It's an amazing costume. Like, I was literally blown away when I opened up the box. And saw the pig mask. I'm like, no way. It is like full on padded on the inside. Oh, wow. Uh, can't see a goddamn thing out of it. <laughs> the, the, the eye, the, where you see through on this mask is through the mouth. And it's like, oh, it's, met, it's meshed black. So if we go out anywhere, I'm going to have to hold Nalani's hand the whole time, which is going to look great with me the chainsaw and a giant pig mask holding Marceline's hand. So it should be, uh, it should be a, a really good costume uh, for people that are looking at it, for sure. Outstanding. Now, where did you get this costume from? I don't, I don't remember where you got the costume from. Uh, well, I, you know, September I was looking for Halloween costume uh on the internet and i we had just like recently i i think in the summertime watched motel hell and i kind of fell in love with it and i was just looking on one of those expensive mask sites where they make you know they have like original <laughs> molds of you know of, of you know all kinds of different of our you know favorite horror ma uh, masks and they had like full-on costumes i'm like okay so i checked that mm -hmm. out and i seen this one and it was like 130 dollars and I'm like, oh man, I, you know, I can't do that. That, that cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> and then we, we, you know, we do Halloween and Palooza, and I show you guys that. And I'm like, man, I wonder if that's gone down any. And I look on Amazon, forty dollars. Wow. So, <laughs> so I looked on Amazon, and this was just from some place like I think in Utah, just selling it out of their store. Mm. And I just bought it from them for forty dollars, and I bought the chainsaw for forty dollars. And I got it for cheaper than I would have had bought it from that website, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, all, all of that together. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, it's it was just from, a, I think, from a mom and pop shop that put stuff up on Amazon is what I did. If you go to Amazon, just look for the cheapest price. I mean, it's, you're going to find it on there for sure. It's awesome. And I just think it's amazing and awesome. It looks really cool and, and such an obscure thing to make an outfit from not everybody knows motel hell you know <laughs> right like i said i wouldn't have known until this summer so i mean it's yeah i, I like it because it's obscurity and it just looks badass like if you see it in person <laughs> like i said I, when i opened up the box the box it was like massive and i'm like oh wow like this this can't be right you know and i opened it up and i see that mask and nalani was right there and i was like i was completely blown away uh, how it looked and you know how it fit and it's it, it looks legit i mean it's it's farmer vincent whoever puts that on is farmer vincent for sure now are you prepared though to have people claim that you are from saw oh <laughs> i never thought of that yeah well no i'm not but i, I will be now 
Oh, man. All you got to do is tell them that you don't have long black hair, because that pig mask had long black hair, so. Yeah, and like a weird, like, vampire jacket or some shit. I don't remember. So, yeah, tell tell them to suck it. I will. They won't hear me or see me, but I'll tell them to suck (laughs) it. You should, you should also carry around a thing of beef jerky with you when you go. <laughs> oh, around. I should. I should. Here, have some. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I think I might do that. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay, Jason, what are you wearing? I don't have a costume. Okay, John, what are you uh, going for Halloween? <laughs> I think I'm going to go as he who walks behind the rose because uh-huh. since nobody knows really what in the hell he looks like, I can just dress like whatever I want to and I can go and do that. So. Put some rows of corn in front well, of you. If you're doing that... Hey, this, yeah! And walk Thanks, on. Dustin. <laughs> if you're going to cheat and, and do that, then I'm going as the Blair Witch. Oh. oh. So, Nalani, uh, Dustin already said, but what are you going as? <laughs> oh, I'm just continuing my Marceline the Vampire Queen costume. I've got a... Um, you know, we. I did the, the... I dressed up as her for the... Oktoberfest parade to promote Halloween Palooza in the outfit that she wears for um, the episode where she sings I'm Not Your Problem. It's the Door Lord episode, for those of you that know. So there's that outfit. Marceline, by the way, is like the only cartoon character I know of that changes her outfit in almost every single episode that she's in. So I have lots to do. I can do whatever. But um, I'll probably just be dressed down Marceline. For, for, for this Halloween, wearing uh, her black and red sweater, this very Freddy Krueger reminiscent, and jeans. And but that is what's cool about you and your Halloween costume, is that you made multiple outfits for your yeah, one costume, which is something that's not normal. <laughs> I got a lot of free time. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Awesome. And we can hear you um, pretty clearly with that pig mask on, Dustin. So you're you're doing fine. So. Oh well, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't taken it off yet. <laughs> okay, so what about you, um, sir? Oh just, yeah, I'm going as Blair Witch. Whatever. Okay, I'm gonna go as Jack Black this year. Ah, uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, so one of the one of the uh, topics I want to discuss, um, since it's still early in the show, before all the kitties go to bed, I want to know um, a, a kids Halloween special or kids Halloween related movie that um, is your favorite or you would like to suggest to uh, to the listeners out there, the listeners with young impressionable children, getting them hooked on. The Halloween spooks. So, who's got a good? Uh, I'll start, <laughs> and I'm going to say I was going to go with the traditional one, um, but I think like I really, really want to talk about because I love it so much. Ernest Scared Stupid. What? <laughs> that movie's awesome. It's good. You got the two-nosed troll that, like, the only way to kill it is milk. And when you're watching this movie and you realize that it's milk that stops the troll, 
you're just like screaming at Ernest the rest of the movie, like, it's milk, you dumbass, it's milk! Don't you see, it's milk! The the troll was created by the Chiodo brothers, too, by the way. Guys who did Killer Clowns from Our Space. Woo. Dropping knowledge. <laughs> Whoa. But Ernest Scared Stupid, uh, yeah, you, you've all seen Ernest Scared Stupid, right, everybody? Yeah. yeah. Jason, did you say no? No. Oh, buddy. Oh. <laughs> I may have to... Hey, uh-huh. si- hey Simon. Hmm. Jason's never seen Ernest Scared Stupid. No? No. Can you believe that? Uh... We need to make we need to make him watch that, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Cameo appearance. So, Dustin, time. what... Yeah. Even another special guest on the show. Um, <laughs> Dustin, what do you think of Ernest Scared Stupid? Where does it fall in the um, pathos of Ernest films for you? Well, it seemed like when I was a kid, like an Ernest movie was coming out like every week. You oh, know, God, I, yeah. I know they weren't, but it just when you're a kid, it just seems like every time we went to the video store, there was like a new Ernest movie for you to watch. And I don't think I watched this one around Halloween, but I thought it was neat that it was, you know a scary Ernest. But I remember back then it kind of scared me. Like, as a kid. It says it came out in 91, so I would have been around first grade or so. And I remember, like, the troll, like, turns him into, like... um, Yeah, those little wooden doll things. Yeah, like, that's frightening for a child to be, like, turned into a wooden doll. So (laughs) I I just remember being pretty scared of it. Um, And... I remember it reminding me, because I got to see Troll, the first Troll, uh, way, at a way young age. Like, shouldn't have not have watched the first Troll um, at, like, three or whatever I was watching it as. Um, but I remember this Troll, or whatever this thing is in this one, it, it kind of reminded me of it. And I'm trying to find a picture of it to see if that's true or not. But I remember the Troll is pretty scary like it's not a friendly like uh you know child friendly monster that you see sometimes like this thing's gross like i can't seem to find a picture of it right now to to give a good description but i remember it not being a uh, a friendly looking monster that would uh you know that you wouldn't have nightmares about it's it's a nightmarish monster for sure yeah the troll is definitely definitely um he's not a nice guy they don't for especially for an earnest movie they don't um they take the troll stuff pretty seriously you know like they he they treat him like a real monster not something goofy or silly or um you know yeah some some three stoogy or something they they treat it pretty pretty old as real as it can get i guess but uh mm-hmm. but for for an earnest movie especially mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, and Simon's agreeing with me. Is the troll pretty scary in Ernest Scared Stupid? Yep. And <laughs> ugly. And ugly, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, John, uh, how about you? What's a kid's movie, uh, a kid's Halloween special or movie you, uh, you really like? Oh, there's so many of them. Oh, my gosh. I can't even... Yeah. I'll just have to just pick one because there's too many of them that that I like. Um, 
I guess I'd have to say The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I've always liked that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, um, I believe, like, like early, back in the, like, I want to say it was, like, maybe early 90s, they released it on VHS, but they, like, they it didn't have the Mr. Toad part, like, was shown in theaters back when it originally aired, and it just had, like, the, the legend of the Sleepy Hollow thing. Um but it's but but I've always loved it ever since I ever since I seen it as when I was little. Um, it, there there is a few parts on it though that can get. I mean, for for a little kid, it can be pretty spooky. I mean, especially with the headless horseman parts near the end. Oh yeah, it, I thought it was quite terrifying as a child. I mean, all of a sudden here's you know Ichabod walk you know, um, uh, riding gunpowder home you know, and here he is going through the woods and from Katrina's house and and he's whistling to himself and. And then you start hearing these these things in the woods, and and he starts starts uh, imagining stuff, and then he sees thinks he sees eyes in the trees, but it's actually like fireflies or something, in and they fly off, and then and then he thinks he hears a um, a horse behind him, and so he I think they take off, something happens, and they him and Gunpowder fall down to the ground or something, and they find out that it's just the cattails that were hitting a log or something, and. And, uh, so, so he starts laughing and then him and gunpowder are both laughing. And then all of a sudden you hear the headless horseman laugh and, and they bought their eyes get great big and they turn and look. And all of a sudden there, you see the headless horseman, you know, with the, I think the moon behind him and he's raising his sword up and, oh my gosh, it's as a little kid, it, it was terrifying to see that part. And then especially near the end, after you see the, you know, how it, how it ends at the end with, when he throws the pumpkin at him and it's, it, it ends pretty spooky and and the rest of the show is not really like that it's pretty it's it's pretty calm because it's just kind of shows ichabod as the school teacher and him going to the students houses and eating dinner and then and then when he starts to kind of want to start courting uh katrina and him and brom bones are um kind of at war for her affection or whatever and and then finally it looks like ichabod's gonna maybe have his chance until brom bones um, notices that he's very superstitious, and then then he throws that story at the at the Van Tassel party about you know and sings the song about you know the headless horseman, and and that really you know throws Ichabod you know really really out there. So so yeah, so I'm I'm going to say that. Although maybe for small children, it may not be great. You may want to stick to something more like. I can remember uh, Garfield's Halloween special. Uh, yes, me too. I, um, uh, what's another one? Um, there's also the Fat Albert ha- um, Halloween special. There was a Fat Albert one. Um, I can't remember. There, like I said, there's so many of them that I that I could list. You know, of course, you know the classic. You know, Great Pumpkin. But um, but I, but if if I was gonna, I'll talk about Ichabod. I'll, that's the one that I'll suggest. Like I said, not for maybe. You know, maybe little bitty kids, but you know, maybe, maybe you know, over five, maybe it might be okay. That's what I missed too. When I was a kid, uh, I remember that there was all kinds of, um, in during prime time slot, especially kids Halloween specials, mm-hmm. and they would and they played like all week of Halloween. Like you had the Garfield one or the the Fat Albert one. I, mm-hmm. I remember both of those, and uh, you know, and, uh, and as always, the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. 
Do you you remember the, like, whenever they used to have the ABC, the Wonderful World of Disney, like, on it, it, you know, every year it always seemed like it moved from Saturday night to Sunday night to a different night every every year. And around Halloween time, they always showed um, the special called a Disney Halloween, or it was called Disney's Halloween Treat. And it had the the beginning of it showed the skeletons dancing, and then it showed, like, um, just, like, Dis, like parts from Disney Disney shows or like that were Walt Disney movies or shows and they would show little snippets of them and kind of that were themed towards Halloween or scary or spooky or whatever and and uh, it, it was it was a really cool special and sometimes they would show the full thing sometimes they'd only show like the first half of it but it, it, it was pretty cool I, I liked it I can remember the very early 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 days of the Disney Channel like literally when the Disney mm-hmm. Channel first started and um, and and it, back then it was all about just showing the classic uh, Disney cartoons, all the goofy cartoons, Donald Duck cartoons and stuff. So I remember around Halloween time they would always show a lot of those classic stuff. Yeah. So. Awesome, awesome. Jason, you're old like John and I. Do you remember the uh, Ichabod <laughs> Sleepy Hollow thing? Hey, I'm not old, and I I've watched it. I just watched it already this month. Oh, nice, nice. We got we have a. I don't know if they just re-released the DVD, but we have it at the library. Oh, oh, okay, cool. That's a pretty cool library. Yeah. <laughs> so, then Terry, what's your pick? What would be a Halloween-related kids film? Or special that uh, you suggest? Oh my goodness, there are so many. I love I Halloween kids movies. Like I just watched Hocus Pocus as well. That's an obvious awesome one, but that's for all ages. Everyone loves that movie. Um, oh my goodness, Paranorman is a new classic for me. Totally, mm-hmm. so good. Um, I don't know that that or maybe like Casper. That's always a good one. Oh my god, I love Casper. Yeah. Devin Sawa, my yeah. dream boat. He, he was so dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're talking the the live action movie Casper? Yeah. Right. Well, the cartoon oh, okay. all fun too, but yeah, the, sure. like, the, the live action one with awesome. Bill Pullman and yes. Mm-hmm. And there's favorite... definitely some content in there that's not appropriate for children. Oh yeah. If you've watched it any like since I was a child, I've watched it and there's some really adult humor. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing that in the theater. Like I saw that one in the movie theater. And the only scene that sticks out in my mind is that scene where Bill Pullman looks in the mirror and he morphs into like different celebrities. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was so awesome because it was the legit celebrities. It was like what was yeah. it like Rodney Dangerfield and Clint Eastwood or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it is a it is a good movie. Like I don't think it gets I don't think it gets enough credit, but it actually uh, was a pretty good film for you know because there's always a stigma about like cartoons turned into live action movies. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a uh, a fairly decent one. So yeah, it was pretty successful. I mean, yeah. you had I mean, even without the cartoon element, like you had a really good cast of of actors in that movie. 
I mean, from Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci to, yeah, like Eric Idle as one of the supporters. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Uh, I'll watch anything with the Monty Python alumni in it, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. Fucking mute button, goddamn! <laughs> I was talking away too. I was like, I, was like, I thought oh, fucking don't call me old. Well, I thought, yeah, I was gonna say I thought I pissed you off. At yeah. The I, was, I was talking, and then I'm replaying it, and I'm like, oh Terry, that's a sweet save. Thank you. I guess. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> No, haven't Did seen it. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, you're 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 not on mute, right? You're oh right, I'm going away. Okay. He pro- he probably shut us off. We're probably not even recording now. I mean, that's what old age does to you, you know. Hey. So, <laughs> so Jason, uh, how about you? Kids movie Halloween, go. I I've been trying to think of kids <laughs> ones, and I hardly remember shit. Um, the only, uh, the only things that, the first thing that comes to my mind as far as, but it's not, I don't know if it's kid or not, but I remember, uh, Roseanne Halloween specials. That's like oh, my yes. farthest memories back. Like I that's was a, watching those. And that's a thing that's gone by the wayside too, is like television shows doing Halloween specials, mm-hmm. but like nobody did it as cool as Roseanne. Whatever you have, whatever your thoughts on that show in general you know, at least turn in once a year for the Halloween episode, man. Those were always... The, Sim- the Simpsons are still doing oh, it. They yeah. still do yeah. a very good job. And I don't even oh, yeah. like the Simpsons. Yeah, the Treehouse of Horrors are always really good, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Those are, like, probably the two big standouts as far as, like, legitimately good ones year after year of Halloween specials. Yeah. Good call, Jason. They even have a DVD, I noticed. A DVD of, like, uh-huh. several of the Roseanne really? Halloween specials. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you can get it like five bucks at Kmart or something. Mm-hmm. See you guys, I gotta step away for a second. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go get the Roseanne Halloween DVD. Yeah. Cool. Nalani, kids-related film. Kids-related kids film. Uh, <laughs> Disney was really good at putting out some uh, Halloween-themed things that were not so scary. And so I'd like to point out that the awesome movie Halloween Town nice. rocked my world. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Don't forget Return to Halloween Town. Yep. yep. The second one, <laughs> Halloween Town 2. That one was cool. But, you know, I'm just thinking about it, trying to remember, because I literally haven't seen it uh, since I watched it on TV all those years ago. And there were some really scary costumes like i mean creatures they were supposed to be real people in halloween town that i could remember but they were just normal folks so they didn't have that that scariness to them anymore i guess i don't know but it's a cool cool show cool movie mm-hmm. check it out what family always... video probably has it <laughs> they probably yeah probably from when i worked there they did anyway but uh what i always remember about those movies I don't know why this sticks out more than other things, but the uh, skeleton, like cab driver, that's in that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, a different yeah, movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was always fun. But then you all, you have Debbie Reynolds is mm-hmm. like the grandma, so that mm-hmm. was a win for me because I grew up watching Singing in the Rain 
and I love her. Yeah, so, we so. all we we own all four of them here at the house, and um, and when they when they you know they got a different actress to play Marnie on the um, Return to Halloween Town. Um, that was the same girl that played in the remake of Last House on the Left. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Quite a, a career uh, turn there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. But just for the record, Last House on the Left is not kid-related Halloween movie, so I just want to get that out. <laughs> uh, Don't let your kids watch that one. Do not. I, I disagree. I think uh. that... Um, you should sit the little ones down. It's educational. All right. It's Simon tonight. <laughs> Speaking of Simon, he's on my lap right now. Hey, buddy, what's your favorite um, What's your favorite kid Halloween movie? Um, Ernest Scared Stupid. Ah. Yes. <laughs> See? High five there for Ernest Scared Stupid. That's right. You heard it here. Two. Two. Unanimous two recommend, recommendations for... All right. So. I didn't get one. Oh, crap. I'm sorry, Vincent. <laughs> What's yours? I was going to say, uh, ever since Paranorman came out, like this movie's just kind of been like pushed to the side and like nobody pays attention to it anymore. But Monster House, like mm-hmm. it's a perfect movie. And, and, you know, it can probably get lost with Paranorman out now, because Paranorman is really good, but I think Monster House is really good too, but in its own different type of, you know, genre, because, you know, yeah. Haunted House, and, you know, Paranorman's kind of like the living dead type. So, I mean, it has the, the Haunted House type theme that's really good, and I don't know, I mean, just, just scary for kids too. I mean, kids need to be scared. I, Monster House is great. Yeah, we love Monster House too, don't we? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah, there's stuff that goes on in that movie that's generally pretty creepy with the house and everything. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And the whole back and, and when the backstory of the his wife and you know being the fat lady at the circus and all that and you know even that stuff is like a little on off the cuff for a, like a kids movie like didn't isn't she like part of the foundation like <laughs> the yeah that's how she died and they show it they show her like being teased by the local kids and she's practically animalistic she doesn't really talk much she just like screams and growls and eats and yeah. and so she's being teased by these kids and she falls she falls into the foundation and gets buried alive under her own house. Uh, Kids movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I, it's good. I think that one came from Robert Zemeckis' animation stint, you know, around the time. I think that was like the first one he did before Polar Express. Oh, okay. The ones, the, the uh, CGI animation films that he was producing, so... I know that Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub wrote it, and at the time, we were big Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub fans because they were they were people that uh, that were always on this website called Channel One Hundred and One and doing yes. awesome shorts. And if you've ever seen Twigger's Holiday, that's Rob Schraub and Dan Harmon. Everybody should probably know who Dan Harmon is now because he's the writer, director, or whatever of of Community on NBC. So oh, okay. These guys have are definitely got some good writing cred, especially with Monster House. So I mean, they're like they're not like nobodies who came up and then disappeared. They're 
they're they're big guys in the in the the biz now. What's the name of that um, that short that Rob Shaw did on Channel One Hundred One, where it's like he dresses up as mini mini? Oh yeah, um, Thriller Chiller Theater. Thriller yeah. Chiller Theater. He's a horror host for just like this one oh. short. <laughs> oh, I gotta <laughs> see <short>. this. <laughs> he dresses up as a woman, um, and it's just amazing. She's like, he's like, we're gonna show you some movies from the fifties and or sixties. <laughs> and then they, sh- they show you like how to create scary, spooky uh, crafts. It's just like an egg and some yeah. duct tape and some licorice, <laughs> and you just tape it all together. <laughs> it's like it's this weird southern drawl. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. It's still I'm pretty sure it's still up there. I would hope anyway because I'm it's, gonna find it. It's pretty funny. Sounds awesome. I got definitely got to check it out. Well, you had me at horror hosts. So. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Uh, Jason, did you ever see my house? You're on mute, Jason. Never did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like fucking answer me. Did <laughs> he You said no. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> no, I have not seen it. Okay. So now we have a double feature to watch, Jason. Oh, you great. Me, you, me, and Simon. Guy's Night of uh, Monster Ernest. House and Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, that's a good night. Yeah. Uh, Terry, have you seen Monster House? Yes. Lucky. Thoughts? <laughs> um, I remember it being pretty creepy. I mean, like, I remember, like, the lawn being... I don't, it's been a long time, but I'm remembering bits and pieces, like the lawn, like things coming out of the lawn and grabbing at you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I just, I don't remember enough about it, but I liked it when I watched it. Really cool animation style. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, it was good. I could see, it definitely got um, overshadowed by a lot of other things and it was kind of under the radar for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but any animated kids movie that has voice actors like Steve Buscemi and um, um, Kathleen Turner and what was the other one? Uh, oh, and Jason Lee. It's okay in my book. Anytime you have those guys doing animated voices. Kathleen Turner played the fat woman. Did the voice of the uh, of the wife in that? So all she's doing is ah noises and stuff. <laughs> so there you go, folks. Those are what you should be showing your kids this Halloween season tonight on Halloween of all things. Uh, once they're all junked up on candy, let's uh, pop in pop in some kid movies, and then once they pass out, then stuff gets real. What about, like, kids' movies that you should not show your children because they scared the crap out of us when we were kids? Oh, I have a feeling you have one in mind? (laughs) Well, I was just thinking of, like, what is it, The Witches with Angelica Houston in it? Oh, yeah. Mm. That's a Jim Henson joint, too. Oh, my God. Well, any Jim, like, oh, my, that and freaking Labyrinth, like, those creatures are terrifying. They scared the crap out of me. Any Jim Henson thing that's not a Muppet is definitely... Like, what about The Dark Crystal? That movie is right. just... 
it's a great movie, but those it's out those, there. Those creatures yeah. in that movie are just like the slee stacks. Those things are terrifying. <laughs> so creepy. You guys remember the old uh, dis and it was actually a Disney movie, Walt Disney movie, Something Wicked This Way Comes with Jason yes. Robards. That one was freaky and it and it took place in october because you saw the they they said it took place in you know in fall or autumn and that was a first time i saw that i about crapped my pants it's a very creepy movie and i definitely miss those days of like i mean here we're talking disney we just got done talking jim henson like these people are just synonymous for like you know you know, family-oriented material have done some pretty creepy, scary stuff. But what's cool is that, like, they don't go over the top with it. It's not, like, something that's super gory or violent, where they're still able to make some really creepy things, but still it being able to appeal content-wise to the whole family. But you're right, Terry. Like, I, I don't think, uh, I definitely don't think Simon's ready for witches, but for no. sure, by any means. <laughs> no. I'm still, like, I still don't want to watch it. Those things are creepy. <laughs> How about any others? Any other uh, kids' movies that go too far terrifying you as a child? Dustin, how about you? <laughs> no, I, 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 I told the story too many times. I was a little kid watching, uh, um, oh, no. Bad stuff. So I mean, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Desensitized early. Uh -huh. Bad stuff. Well, we can uh, probably move on now, unless anybody else has any kid-related movies that are too scary. Anybody? Hills have eyes. <laughs> yes. Well, wait. Which one? Uh. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so let's let's take a moment here, and we are going to play a game, guys, here on Attack yeah. of Killer Podcast. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some, some fun Halloween games right here for on the show. And Bobbing for apples? Um, no, that won't work. Um, Carving pumpkins? <laughs> no, we we already did that. Uh, pin the okay. nose on the pumpkin. No. <laughs> Scavenger Here. hunt. How about I? How about I tell you what we'll play? <laughs> we're gonna hey, play. Mike, Mike, why don't you tell us what we're gonna play? Yeah. Sounds good. No, how about that? Okay, we're gonna play a game. It's gonna. It's a. It's a round table game. Everybody's. Uh, everybody will get a turn. Where I'm gonna name an actor. And you have to name a movie that that actor is in. And it has to be the exact title, the full title. I'm going to throw <laughs> that out there right now. And it can only be a horror movie title. You know that we have the internet, right? So I'm going to put my faith in you guys to turn off IMDb, Wikipedia, and all other nonsense. It's probably best for the podcast that you aren't surfing around anyway for better reception. And I don't know all of them. And Simon doesn't know all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But I'm still playing. So Simon's playing too. All right. Okay. So, and uh, you'll get like a three-second count. Once you get to three, if you haven't named named a movie yet, you're out. And so it's musical Whoa. chairs, three process seconds. of listen. That's uh, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Give me your answer. 
<laughs> I'll do Mississippi's. So One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three. A okay, you want five? You want five? You want five seconds? Is that better? Yes. Oh my it's goodness! Better. Five seconds. All right. So, and TV and television doesn't count either. It's only film. Oh. That's right. Well, so I'm out. Why? I hope this actor has more than six movies in horror. <laughs> well. As luck as luck would have it, yes, he does. So, so we'll start. Um, we'll start. I'm just going to go from uh, left to right here on the Skype screen here. So Terry will be first. What? That's, that's not my screen. Okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll go give Terry. Me, give me an easy one. Yeah. What's the order? It'll, okay, the order is Terry, Nalani, John, Dustin, Jason. I have oh. to go that way, or I'm going to forget the order. You will. I just got to go what's on the screen. Okay. Oh, my God. You ready? The You're going to go is... first. That's awesome. No. Yeah. Get the easy ones out of the way. All okay. Right. The, the first, or the actor is Robert England. The, uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Very good. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Woo! All right. That was the So this this may take a little <laughs> while to get all uh, all those out of the way, but uh, oh. remember, full title uh, is the only thing that counts. The full title. Oh. So, oh, so Nalani, I, you're next. So I have to not name another one? Name another movie that he is in. Oh. Um, Horror movies. Oh. oh, I see the game now, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so repeating. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Nice, very good. John? Urban Legend. Very good. You go for the easy ones, folks. Okay. <laughs> Dustin? Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. <laughs> good, good. Jason? The Mangler. Awesome. Terry, you're up. Oh, no. Uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Outstanding. Milani? Um, <laughs> a nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh, Freddy's back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think that's I think that's beyond five seconds at that point at this point. Okay. Nalani's oh. out. Good. Whew. Whew. Wow. <laughs> John. Eaten alive. Yes! Yes! I'm proud of you for that one. I'm very <laughs> proud. I thought that one was going to be one that would be missed. But you that, got... I was going to say that instead of Urban Legend, but then Urban Legend, I was like, I'll go with that one first. Yeah. Don't blame you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin. Um, Phantom of the Opera? Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that was what? Was. Damn it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but, what, but what year? Oh, whatever. I'm what? Just, what? 89? I'm just kidding. Okay. That was a guess. Here. A on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. Awesome. Cool, Terry. Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Very good. Oh, and Dustin, to answer your question, yes, 89 is what's <laughs> that. So very good. You're still in. Okay. <laughs> John, how about you? Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Uh, I was already said. Oh. Oh. Well, fuck. What do I do now? Uh, you're out. You're out. Oh, you're out. <laughs> oh, and John, there are gold stars for the winner. I'm just saying. Son of a bitch. 
<laughs> I know who's going to get that too, Dustin. <laughs> no, it won't be. It won't be me. <laughs> okay, so it's back to you, Dustin. Um, uh, Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. Is that wrong? No, that's that's right. I'm just trying to think if anybody said it, and I think we're good. Okay. Somebody said it wrong, so I took that. At <laughs> you said it wrong. Somebody said it wrong. I don't remember. Milani. No. Oh yeah, Milani. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't say it wrong. I just said a totally different movie. Yeah. Gotcha. Jason? 2001 Maniacs. Uh, Very good. Nice. Field of Screams. Whew, that was close. (laughs) (laughs) Right at the five-second mark. (laughs) Terry? Freddy versus Jason. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Dustin? Uh, uh, for episode 142. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I just drew a blank. I'm not All right. cheating. Alright, time's up. Alright, Jason. Uh, 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 um, Hatchet. Damn oh. it! Oh. Mm. Yeah! That was going to be mine! Oh god! <laughs> it's back to you, Terry. Oh my god. Um, 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 uh, uh, <laughs> I give up. Wait, no, uh, wait, no, wait. A Nightmare oh, on Elm Street oh. 2. Uh, you got it. You got it. What the fuck is it? Come on. Freddy's... Close. Yes. <laughs> One more word. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the one I was trying to say, Terry. <laughs> what is it? Freddy's ah, Revenge. Freddy's Revenge. The gay one. That would have worked. That would have also. <laughs> That's not the title. Are you sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so Jason's the winner. Woo! 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 Should be fucking met him. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I you remember that time you got all felt up and stuff? Yeah, I totally shook his hand, guys. So let's not forget, he was also in Lake Placid, the final chapter. Oh, yes. Oh, let's not forget that. Strippers versus <laughs> werewolves. Classic. Oh, he was in Zombie Strippers. Oh. And he was in Zombie Strippers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Um, let's see. He was also in something called Zombie Mutation, whatever that is. Jack Brooks, or Jack Brooks, Brooks Monster Hunter. Anybody seen that? Trailer looked cool. Nope. Yeah, the trailer is cooler than the movie, but it's still it's still a fun movie, and he's awesome in it too. Obviously. Oh, he's in an episode of Supernatural. I know it's not a movie, but I didn't know he appeared in that. So yeah, it's the same. Strange Land. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Wishmaster. Oh, he's up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Good job, Wishmaster. He's still going, looking, folks. Oh, yeah, no, I'm looking going. now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Python. He was in Python. Oh my god. Um, oh, he's would so you, awesome in Strangeland. Would you have counted like the Masters of Horror, even though it's technically TV? That's a really good question. I actually debated that, and I guess I don't know. Maybe I probably I I probably would have gave it to you. Would you would you have counted in, in retrospect? Would you have counted Chud 2 Bud the Chud, even though he's uncredited? I would have counted Bud, Chud, Bud 
uh, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's even on it's on his IMDb page, so it counts. Okay. So. And did everybody? Did all the nightmares get named? No. no we fucked up. I felt like we missed something. Somebody did. did. Yeah. Oh, Somebody. Dustin said Dustin that. Did that one. Yeah, a new nightmare was said. I just fucked up the second one. Yeah. Judges would have accepted that. And pre-Freddy Krueger, he was also in Dead and Buried, which is an awesome movie. You guys gotta see it. Um, and he was also in uh, Galaxy of Terror, which is also very awesome. Um, Roger Corman stuff. So, yeah. That was fun, guys. You guys have fun with that? That was cool. Super. Yeah, yeah I love that game. Stuff. Well, you yeah. won, of course. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we may we may come back to that throughout the show. We may do that again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, Terry, you might have ruined Terry because she sounds like she's panic stricken. Brain. <laughs> I don't like surprises. <laughs> <laughs> you was good until that revenge part, and then that was the part that just got you. Well, Terry, Terry, guess what? It's always a fucking trivia game when you're around Mike, and you got to know that. So that's right, that's right. One of the one of these episodes, we'll play the Five Degrees game. Uh, no. Well, but the the game is you challenge me. So oh, okay. That's okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so movies, yeah, definitely want to watch some scary movies for the Halloween for Halloween stuff like that, but. Uh, you know, when you're doing other Halloween activities like carving pumpkins or decorating the house for Halloween or even just getting the, the costumes on, you want to really get in the mood and you want to put on some, some, some great music that just, that, is, uh, that just reminds you of Halloween. Um, so let, what would be some good songs to, that really put us in the Halloween mood and Halloween <laughs> spirit? Um, Jason, what, what would be, what's like the top of your mind? Of like a great dream Warriors. <laughs> yes. Nice. Everybody. I what a dream tonight. We all stop, Mike. It's okay. Oh. I just got excited. I know. This okay. is really a question for you and Terry because you guys made badass comp tapes for Halloween and Palooza. Well, you guys know. I know. Terry, what about you? Well, okay, so you made a, a sweet, sweet comp on your um, devicey thingy, <laughs> your iPod pad. Solani's iPod. Cassette tape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Terry took the, the time and the love necessary to go through her entire list of. One million songs and pick out the <laughs> Halloween themed ones and send them over to me and I put them on the iPod and we jam to them all day. So yeah. what, Terry, would be out of that ensemble, what is the the one that stands out to you the most that just reeks of Halloween? One song? <laughs> oh my gosh. You're just Terry. killing Terry today. Okay, top five. Oh, I don't... Uh, Oh. Okay, Can I just 20. name a few artists or something? Like, sure. that'd be easier. Okay. Well, Evil Dead the Musical soundtrack. Yes. That, yeah, whole thing. 
um, Horror Pops is a go-to. Yeah, yeah they're they're a really good group. Yeah. Um, um There's this really awesome song uh, called Horror Love by the PBJs. That's true. I don't know if you've That's ever true. Heard uh-huh. Them. Uh-huh. It's a good they're one. Pretty good. Um, no. <laughs> um, I really enjoy uh, one of my new faves is X-Ray Mary, who played at Halloween Palooza. They're super yeah, awesome. They are super awesome, and all their stuff is really kind of on that that cusp of like, you know, horror and sci-fi yeah. and stuff like that. Lots of fun. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's lots of stuff, but like those are some of the things that stick out. In my brain. Awesome. John, you've been known to make a uh, compilation disc here and there. What would be some songs that's, that uh, that you have to listen to every Halloween season? Oh, um, definitely the Monster Mash, um, the original, and I love the Misfits um, remake of it. It's It starts off slow and then kicks into a fast, a really fast version of it. Um I love uh, a song from when I was little, and I still have the the record, the forty five of it. Uh, Buck Owens, it's a monster's holiday. It's it's oh, an awesome yeah. song. Uh, I know that one. Let's see what's some others. Um, Which Queen of New Orleans? Uh, um, Werewolves of London. Just all of the um, Frankenstein. All of those. Um, all of those songs like from the 70s and stuff that were all you know horror themed and of course my favorite my favorite halloween song and is actually also my favorite song of all time um don't fear the reaper by blue oyster cult nice (laughs) that's that's just my favorite song of all time it's i i i could listen to it any time of the day and it also reminds me of you know they listen to it on the first halloween movie you know in the car and stuff but i mean but other than that, it just it just has that. Every time I hear that, I think of Halloween. I think of you know the leaves, the pumpkins, just everything. So, um, and of course, any oh my gosh, any soundtrack you can think of to any horror movie, you know, anything, any Halloween soundtrack, you know, by John Carpenter or Alan Howarth. Uh, oh yeah. Let's see. Um, what else? Of course, the Children of the Corn soundtrack. I had to throw that in there. Um, let's see. <laughs> let's keep on and going here. Uh, Rosemary the. Rosemary's Baby, the theme song with, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, oh, the lady that played um, Rosemary, Mia Farrow. Mia she Farrow. does. She she sings the lullaby, and it's it's just kind of oh, yeah? really it's really off and creepy. Um, oh, let's see. I like. There's a song by a group called the B Movie Monsters. It's called um, Bates Motel. It's kind of and it has a little bit of the dialogue of Anthony Perkins at the beginning and and at the end, and then in the middle it has the the mother talking. Um, from the movie, it's kind of cool. Uh, oh, geez. I mean, if I was to say, you know, I would just say, like you guys said, Dream Warriors, definitely one. Uh, are you ready for Freddy? Uh, um, <laughs> oh, geez. Um, just any, any, uh, the Trick or Treat soundtrack, the, you know, the by Fast Way Fast from 86. Way. Yes. Or, that, that is yes. awesome. <laughs> and then even the, knock, knock, even it's the, a big surprise. <laughs> Sorry, uh, and then and then even the new, uh, you know, the new trick or treat with uh, I think um, 
I think the guy that did the score is, I think his name is Douglas Pipes. I think that's his name. He does it. The themes, theme music to that, to the new movie with, you know, with Sam is just awesome. Uh, I love the silver bullet soundtrack that takes me back to Halloween. Um, Oh, they're just so many. I mean, I, I, I just can't even think of them all. Uh, you know the creep show soundtrack uh yeah but there's just so many soundtracks i mean that a person could list um but songs you know like i said you know the ones i listed uh um man i just can't think off the top of my head i just can't <laughs> grab any more but uh definitely don't fear the reaper definitely you know edgar winter groups you know uh and then uh you know of course alice cooper just about anything he does reminds me of Halloween. So, oh, I mean, you know, yeah. you know, so, I mean, you could play any song by him. Uh, he actually did one. He did released one about a few years back called, um, it was something about Halloween and I can't remember what it, what it was called, but it was kind of a cool song. Um, oh geez. And then I came across, <laughs> I came across when I was making myself a, a CD compilation to listen to in the van going back and forth to work. I come across on a website, uh, a bunch of the, remember the old um, Bud Light commercials, you know, the Bud Light presents Men of Genius, and they had one about a humongous pumpkin, pumpkin grower guy, and one about, um, oh, I can't think of what it was called, but it was uh, about uh, about the person that buys buys like costumes at the end of the year that people return, and and I and I put them two commercials on my on my thing. I thought they were just kind of cool, uh, but. But yeah, that's uh, that's the ones I can think of off the top of my head. That's a pretty good list off the top of your head, man. It's <laughs> good stuff. Um, I know Simon says he's got a favorite Halloween song. What, what's yours, buddy? Um, it's it's the it's the it's the ones from Night of the Night Before Christmas. That's right, guys. Mm. Let's not forget Nightmare Before Christmas. This is Halloween. Heck yes. This is Halloween. Halloween. Yep. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. That one. All of them. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. Good. Good call, buddy. High five again. He's nailing it, guys. Definitely. Nailing it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dustin, and do a, you have any? Oh, I'm sorry, John. Uh, oh, I, I was just gonna say, and of course, the one that. We were singing earlier the you know Halloween montage you know with the you know with Tommy Lee Wallace doing the you know uh, from Halloween three season of the witch you know of course that's a you know <laughs> that, that one's yeah. that's just a classic and some people some people just absolutely hate that they say when they hear that they just cringe and they absolutely hate it but that's that's still to me one of my favorite Halloween movies of the Halloween franchise is the third one I don't know why I think it's because it's so different so that's why yeah and I and I love I love that whole soundtrack that soundtrack is just awesome yeah yeah well and it's very very carpentery too you know Mm-hmm. awesome dustin do you what uh do you have any songs that scream halloween for you well john pretty much named every song that <laughs> not every song <laughs> I know. I, but no i com- I, uh, I completely agree with uh don't fear the reaper for sure like anytime i hear don't fear the reaper and not just because it's in the first halloween but just i don't know the just the, the melody of it the way it starts out that riff is just you know that that just screams halloween to me and I love the Once Bitten theme song from One Bitten, Once Bitten, Jim Carrey. Like I, <laughs> I love that song so much. I 
<laughs> I watched a video of it today. I'd never seen the video of it until today. I'm like, you know, I wonder if there's a video because I, I like that song a lot. I like that movie a lot. Like that's that's I, I don't think that's like a family horror movie to watch, but it's definitely like a horror comedy for sure. But that song that's that they put with it, you know, the, the the title track, it's it's really good. And the music in that entire um, movie is really super 80s. And I think it's actually really super good. So um, anytime I hear that once bitten, and that's not something you're going to turn on your radio and hear, like that's something you're going to have to go to your computer and like look up on YouTube because they don't play that on the radio. But anytime I hear that, you know, because that was always on during the time, you know, Halloween time when I was younger, just seemed like that was like USA's go-to in the middle of the day movie to show. And it was, you know, that theme was all. I think that theme plays three times, maybe in the movie. So, um, you know, I just got stuck in my head, and anytime I hear it, I just it just takes me back. Awesome, outstanding, good stuff. Now, Nalani, when you're sitting outside trying to stay warm and collecting money for Halloween Palooza, mm -hmm. and you're listening to this amazing compilation that Terry put together. Mm -hmm. uh, what are like a song or, or songs that really jumped out at you is like yes this puts me in the Halloween mood well uh, you know I'm just going to get this out of the way first because it just j jumped into my brain again but uh, several people have already mentioned Edgar Winner's Frankenstein and that mm -hmm. was one that I skipped when we were listening to it outside on uh, Halloween Palooza because our radio station here in in our town shoves <laughs> that song down our throat every single day. So, and it doesn't have to be Halloween. But, you know, I understand the song is, uh, it was supposed to showcase Edgar Winter's prowess at every single instrument because he's a crazy albino and he can do that kind of thing. Anyway, uh, so Frankenstein aside, um... The horror pops, any really any of the psychobilly that came up on the uh, on our on our list was a real big fun thing for me because then I would dance and um, get warm. Get warm, yeah. <laughs> um, we didn't have any of the. Nightmare Before Christmas music on there, but that's okay because I watched that movie. What was this? Is Halloween on there? there well, there there were like the um, the re like the newer versions. Reversions, like that's the, right. Yeah. So that the, the one that stuck out the most to me was the Fiona Apple version of Sally's song. It was yes. so dark and um, it was just really cool. Yeah, Luna. Luna agrees. You can't hear my cat, but she says yes. She agreed with that. <laughs> um, so, the remasterings of those. I also really loved that, um, you know, at this time, Rocky Horror Picture Show stuff is always a big thing for me. I know Definitely. a lot of times it goes on throughout the entire year in some places, but here it's very just Halloween themed for me. And, um, that tsunami bomb version of "You Better Wise Up," Janet Weiss is like the best planet, version of the song. Janet, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. It's really good. It's awesome. Oh it's, wow! It's a I fast, need, 
punk rock version. There's some really good covers of those by Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies did um, science fiction double feature on their, mm-hmm. um, what's, what's the name of that album? Let It Drag or something like that. Uh, but I have a hard time listening to that version anymore because we used that in a trailer for one of our earlier <laughs> movies. <laughs> and that song is always now, that version is always associated with that trailer and, and that movie. And it kind of, it's kind of ruined for me. It's a bummer too. Cause it's a me first and the gimme gimme's is awesome. Awesome. I love that band. You guys ever, have, anybody ever heard their, like, uh, their bar mitzvah album? Where they play, where it sounds like they're playing at some kid's bar mitzvah. No. Oh, it's so freaking funny! You got, it's got to check that one out. Uh, anyway, but uh, so me first and the gimme gimmies are amazing, and but that it's just such a bummer that I cannot listen to that song anymore. And I realized that after not listening to it forever, and I put it on one of my comp CDs for Halloween Palooza, and I'm listening to it, checking the levels and stuff, and it's like, oh, all I can think about is is our movie double feature. And it's like, oh, come on. So, but definitely Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A few of them for me. Um, John mentioned Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper is synonymous for me uh, with Halloween and horror in general. Like, all of his stuff. Even when he was at his most poppy, he was still doing, you know, there were still, like, horror themes in some of those songs. But, uh, uh, like songs like you know, "Welcome to My Nightmare" ob- is the most obvious. Um, there's a song I put and I debated for like a long time of putting it on the Halloween comp, but I I just went ahead and did it anyway because I love the song and it's and it's but it's disturbing. It's a song called "I Love the Dead," and it's a song about necrophilia. So it's awesome, and he just sings "I Love the Dead" over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, his parents going to be pissed that we're playing this, but I didn't care. Um, Black Widow is another uh, great Alice Cooper song um, because it has an amazing, like, speech uh, monologue uh, by um, Vincent Price that puts the thriller Vincent Price rap to shame. It's like, it's, it's an amazing little monologue by uh, Vincent Price in that, so... And then, of course, you cannot forget, he's back, Man Behind the Mask. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I listened to that today, too. I watched the video for the first time today. I did, like, kind of stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little too much for me, so. It had Jason swinging in on a rope, <laughs> and, like, through the, the, the screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and don't forget Teenage Frankenstein. That's off of, also That's... off of. That's also off Constrictor, too. So. Yeah, off of the Constrictor album. To me, like, constri- the Constrictor album and Raise Your, Fi- Raise Your Fist and Yell are, like, the two most horror-themed albums out of his whole catalog. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, uh, so Alice Cooper, uh, Rob Zombie, anything Rob Zombie to me is, it's a little more adult Halloween, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. hey, we gotta have fun, too, right? Um, we do? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I'm a huge punk uh, '80s punk rock fan, 
and I'm a huge Return of the Living Dead fan, so the Return of the Living Dead soundtrack mm. is crucial Cramps. for me. Mm. Yes, and and almost and a lot of Cramp stuff has a lot of horror theme in it too, and like uh, mm. 50s B movies and sci-fi film themes throughout their stuff. So, like uh, the Surfing Dead song, which is on the soundtrack, is like a great Halloween song for me. Uh, Goo Goo Muck is another great Halloween song for me. Uh, so the Cramps definitely. Um, my, my, one of my, um, old high school buddies, uh, who lives in Oregon is in a Cramps cover band called Hot Pearl Snatch. Really? Yes. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yes. Um, but there's other good songs on that Return of Living Dead soundtrack as well. There's like Trash's theme, which is this kind of like, and you know, like just, it's just this, uh, kind of creepy, uh, instrumental music and, um. I can't remember the song, but uh, or who it's by, but the one where um, that uh, that trash dances to on top of the tombstone tonight. We'll make love when we die, something like that. That's a really good one. So that whole soundtrack is just awesome, especially if you love punk music from the eighties. <clears throat> but there's what uh, goblins. Uh, the guy mm. goblins is another great <laughs> band. That's you know once you hear that Suspiria theme. You know, forget about it. It's awesome. I even, I put that on one of my comp CDs, too. I don't know if anybody caught that. Um, but uh, there's one song that always just... Always brings back Halloween for me when I listen to it. And it's an old, old, old song. I'm, a, I'm thinking from maybe the 20s. Uh, and it's all like... There's no instruments. It's all acapella. It's called Mr. Ghost oh. Goes to Town. John, have you heard of that? Or? No, I, no, I was thinking you was going to say a different song. No, oh, okay. no, I haven't heard of that one. What did you think I was going to? What I was going to say? I thought you was going to say. Um, uh, well, until you said the twenties, I thought you was going to say um, either the Blob by the Five Blobs, or you was yeah. going to say uh, the the old song from the. I want to say it's maybe from the forties, might be early fifties, called the Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that song too. Remember yeah. that song? Mm-hmm. That's a good song. And, like, I also grew up listening to Dr. Demento every Sunday night, and my favorite oh, episodes yeah. every year were his Halloween episodes. So, and every year he'd play that Mr. Ghost Goes to Town song. And it's just, it's all, it's got, you can still, you know, no matter how much they've cleaned it up digitally, you can still hear all the great, you know, record scratches. And, and uh, like, again, like I said, there's no instruments. It's all acapella and... It's it's a cool song. I just really like it. And it just instantly I can smell the fall smell whenever I hear that song. So that's that's the ultimate Halloween song for me. Um, but then Simon, we have another favorite kind of Halloween song. Oh yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack! Okay, the killer tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> That's what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we we got it. We got it. You're good. You're done. Okay. <laughs> Anybody? Any other songs to throw out there? Um, I just remembered that the heartthrob Ryan Gosling was oh, yes. in a band called Dead Man's Bones a couple years ago. Yeah. And it was actually really cool, like gothy 
band, and they had this one song called In the Room Where You Sleep, where they had a children's choir on it, and that was, like, ultimate creep factor. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Hmm, I, I like how the chicks that. know this. The two girls said that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> it is really good, just because it's You know, scene. just check, you know, of, of that... If you're into it's that. a gospel-y style. Um, yeah, I really like his singing voice, though. Yeah. He has very, I don't know, has a lot of vibrato, and it's it's sure. creepy sounding. <laughs> but you know what's in the vein of, like, there's a whole folk renaissance happening right now, and it was at the beginning of that, and, you know, so, like, for those types of people who love that folkier style of music. Um, this guy, and then, like, uh, Shaky Graves is another band, which his name is, you know, you make you think Halloween-y, but it's really, he's really a folk, one-man folk singer, and he plays the suitcase drum set and stuff like that. Him, and, you know, uh, will mention, even though... I'm not a big fan, but uh, William Elliot Whitmore, he's a hometown mm-hmm. kid, and he's made a name for himself in the nation. He's another folk singer that has that bluesy style. You know, I'm just getting, you know, blues, basically anything blues. If you watch Metalocalypse, the cartoon Metalocalypse, there's a great episode mm-hmm. where they try to make a deal with the devil to make a hit record and it's all about playing the blues and stuff like that so anything blues as well could be horror or halloween related absolutely and and you made me think of a couple more myself there's um oingo boingo can't forget oingo boingo right Mm uh danny alfman the the guy who did all the nightmare for christmas songs but you have like um dead man's party which is i've seen on thousands of different comps over the years for halloween and then oh i'm forgetting the name of it uh that song that was in texas chancel massacre too um hold on i got the cd right here actually uh no one lives forever which is a really which is I, to me it's even more halloween than uh dead man's party i love that song so much it's such a good good song but um, and then Rockabilly, there's a there's a band that uh, Jason introduced me to, um, an independent band called uh, the Surf Zombies, which I really like a lot. Oh, so much, yeah. So much so that uh, one of their songs is the theme song to uh, movie reviews from the asylum. So you know my my favorite and really my only. Um memory right now of the Serve Zombies was the very first 319 Fest festival in Cedar Rapids a few years ago. And Jason will remember it. It wasn't well put together. Not so much. And, and well, I had to play at the same exact time as the Surf Zombies. At two stage, and both of our stages were right next to each other, but I was on the acoustic stage. Oh. And they obviously were not at the acoustic stage, so... I got to hear them while I was playing. That was neat. But I don't so, think anybody really heard me. <laughs> so the stages were literally side by side? Uh, their oh, stage was but... facing one direction. And then there was probably like a five foot gap for walking. And then there was a tent where <laughs> the acoustic stage was. So yes, they were literally side by side. 
That sounds horrible. <laughs> and that's, uh, you know, I think things have gotten better, but I don't know. I haven't gone to the festival since then. So, yeah. Oh. Sorry to bring up um, bad memories for you. No, it's great. I got to hear the surf zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Where are those guys from, by the way? Cedar Rapids. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I tried to get them down for Halloween and Palooza, but they already had a show, so. Oh, that would have been awesome. Them and Extra Mary, how great would that have been? That would have been the ultimate <laughs> show, man. And Marceline. Yeah, would have been the ultimate show. Next year, next year. Uh, yep. If Marcelino will come back. Yeah, we could hope. I'll talk Only to her agent. She'll still be alive, sort of, and dead. I'll talk to her agent. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you can go on forever with the rockabilly scene. There's a lot of that stuff that's uh, so themed in horror and Halloween. Well, if we're getting into semantics, I'm pretty sure that horror-themed rockabilly is called psychobilly. Yeah, you're. I think yeah. you're right. So in yeah. your face. So we gotta call it psychobilly. It's so we don't upset the musical crowd that's listening. As opposed to the horror crowd sitting there going, why are they freaking talking about music? They're talking about That's movies. true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll get back to movies here, uh, but it's time for another game. And Terry just went into a cold sweat. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this, is an e- this is an easier game because there's no right or wrong answers. Is it Bob for apples? Those are the be- <laughs> oh my God, here we go. Bob for microphones. Blah. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah what did jason were you saying something nope never never are you on mute okay um yes. this is this is just gonna be like in the history of attack of the killer podcast our first halloween i think we really blew our load on the first halloween we had the two-parter yeah. the two-parter <laughs> halloween episode where we talked about every single movie in the halloween franchise no. and ever since then it's like what do we talk about for our halloween shows <laughs> so what and considering that most of the crew that is part of the show now was not part of the show then um, I don't want to get into a huge discussion about the Halloween films, because uh, it's been done, but I would like you guys to at least be able to weigh in a little bit. So we're going to do a word association game with the Halloween franchise. So I'm going to name a movie Halloween franchise, and you tell me the first thing that comes to your head, whether it's your favorite scene, uh, you know, whether you just you love it or it sucks. Um, uh, trivia that you uh, have in your brain, you're just dying to get out about that particular film, or just uh, just or maybe something that the movie uh, reminds you of, or whatever. So that's what we're doing. Everybody on board for that? Yeah. Just, just yeah. kind of shout out whatever. I am. Yeah. Well, I'll call. I'll call on you, and I will say. So, hey. Terry. What? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. I wanted to volunteer. <laughs> oh, you're volunteering to go you first. You pick me and do Halloween one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, Jason. Halloween one. Totally. Totally. <laughs> That's mine. That's mine. Totally. We're totally not here. Holy. That's a good one, PJ Souls, man. Yeah, baseball cap. Okay. Uh, what? Totally. Totally. 
John, and I, I may co- I, I'm going to skip around to movies. I may come back to another movie that somebody hasn't gotten to do, uh, but we'll just we'll just go for this for a little while. So, John, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, profanity. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of profanity. <laughs> skull <laughs> skull effing, right? Skull effing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha. Dustin, Halloween 4. Uh, That's more of the grudge. <laughs> more grudge. <laughs> Halloween 4. Like, just the, a word, one word, or just... No, just whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't like 4 and 5. But... Oh, oh whoa. Okay, screeching to the halt on this game. Let's uh, get into this. What, why don't you like those what ones? What the hell? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not enough Loomis. Too much Jamie, maybe. I don't know. But I guess it's about her, so. Oh. Does that, does that mean uh, the game's over, Mike? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Dustin. That's ruined it. <laughs> That's why we can't have nice things, Dustin. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. I'll start over. Well, you said part four. Uh her, her, boy, her boyfriend getting his skull crushed by Michael Myers at the top of the stairway. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind now. Well, it's just I, I no, I'm just I'm just I'm just a little uh, taken back a little bit. I can't think of what to say because when when people when Halloween fans talk, it, there's uh, there's always there's seems to always be an extra love for four and five, and I can I can get it with five. Like five didn't didn't go well with me the first time, but I've definitely grown to love that movie immensely. But I've always had a huge love for four, so I don't know. I think it was just because like I got to see it in the theater when it first came out and it was like, you know, Myers is back and it's been forever and here we go. Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris all that. Yeah, and those are those are all good things. It's just it's just it's weird. Five gets really weird. Um yeah, I went with the whole cowboy guy and all that. The cowboy guy, and it's just like this homeless guy like gives uh, Michael a place to chill out for a whole year, and <laughs> and so, but that's yes. like two minutes. In the <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not saying I hate them. I like them, and I want I want that box <sighs> set. I'm just oh, saying, like, man, so do I. So bad. They're a little weaker, weaker compared to you know one, two, and three, and. And okay, so you you put you put two because that was gonna be my next question. Which ones of the franchise do you put above four and five? Well, I you know two doesn't doesn't get enough love, I don't think. And I obviously love the first one. I've seen the first one like a bazillion times. I've seen the second one not as much, but I really like the second one. But obviously three is my favorite. But it's it's definitely probably. Yeah, three, two, one. <laughs> so I mean, that's 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 what it is for me. And then you know, then you got four and five, and I feel like those are their own separate little story. I mean, they don't feel like they belong to the first half of the series, other than that Loomis is there. Okay, and that's just, that's just I, like like I said, I'm not bashing it in any way. I like those movies. I just don't like them. Uh, as much as I as, as everybody else does, because you're right, Mike. A lot of people, you know, hold them on pretty high pedestals, and they're like I said, they're not bad. 
I felt there's, there's, there's people there's, you know, there's, now. Wait, no, no, I'm not backpedaling because you know there's fucking people right now that are listening to this. They're going fucking shit. God damn it. You know, you know they are so they're so pissed right now, and, and, and <laughs> because I said I don't like them as much, but they, <laughs> they're, they're they're good movies. But I just you know it's just like I said they feel separate from what the first series brought or the first part of the series brought. Okay. Fair enough. That's and I'm sorry I ruined the game. I'm really sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you didn't ruin the game. We're gonna keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, Nalani. Crap. <laughs> Halloween three. Yay! Happy, happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween. Silver Shamrock. I love the misfire scene. Uh. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's the scene where that really annoying lady who has to go back to uh, Santa Mira to get her shipment. She's like sitting in her, she's sitting in her um, bedroom while TA is getting some TNA <laughs> in the other room, and she's like checking out the mask um, back piece, the whatever it's called, the logo, and yeah. like it shoots into her. Mouth, and that's the first time we see what actually is going to happen to everybody with a mask. Death, her gross mouth, and a bug comes out of it. Because chunks of Stonehenge shoot lasers that make you spit up bugs. Yeah, isn't that weird? Let's all go to Stonehenge. Yeah. Let's go there. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Terry. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> uh halloween resurrection oh, damn it i don't rem- i mean that one has busta rhymes right bust I, it's, bust. it's been a long time you should have said ask oh, yeah. h2o because i just watched that one all right i'll change the rules <laughs> hey terry halloween h2o oh um yeah that movie uh <laughs> It's kind of, I think one of my favorite parts is when Jamie Lee is running from Michael Myers in a stupid mask. I'll say stupid mask first because I hate how he looks in that movie. Well, wait a minute. Um, Which mask? Because there's three of them in that movie. I know. Uh, well, toward the the one he's wearing toward the end, I don't know. It's just stupid. The one where they just took like a notebook piece of paper and wrapped it around his face and poked holes in it. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but... I love where she um, she opens a closet door and looks in. She's like, ah, oh, fuck, and she runs away. I'm like, huh, because she doesn't want to be in a closet again with him. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. Someone else get that? Yeah. Oh. It was funny. Oh. It was Terry, funny. we don't get it. I think you need to explain it some more. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. But I'll. Yeah, there's another thing, a trivia thing. Can I say it? Or is yeah. that going out of the game? Uh, we already no. fucked up the game anyway. So no, sorry. Keep, keep going. Yeah, good job, <laughs> I also, um, there's a scene with uh, Janet Lee in that movie, who I always forget that that's her, her like, real-life mom, but she's, yeah. like, playing a teacher at the school, and she's, like, quoting direct lines from Halloween 78, and then she's also, like, standing in front of the car from Psycho. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. plays the psycho theme when she walks. Yeah, through. that too. 
it's a fun little thing that I yeah. didn't notice at all the first time I watched it forever ago. But this time I caught it and I was all giddy and excited. Okay, fun trivia. Name another horror movie that Jamie Lee Curtis and Janet Lee were in together. Oh, I know this. I was just looking into this. Um, shit. Is, it, is this her extra credit, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Bonus, yeah. Bonus question. Oh, yeah. no. Bonus gold star. <sighs> Come on, Terry. You can do it. I can't remember. It's I was a, just It's a shitty movie. This. Here's a hint, Terry. Uh, you can't see through it when you're driving, but it should be. Oh, the fog. <laughs> there <funny>. you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, I think maybe you're referring to the remake, I'm hoping. This yes. being shitty? Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, the remake is awful. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I thought too. I was like, whew, uh, the fog. I love the fog. It's like one of my favorite John Carpenter movies. I yeah, I haven't I haven't actually seen happen. the original of The Fog. I've only seen the remake. Yeah, I've only seen the remake too. Jason. Yeah. Rob Zombie's totally. Halloween 2. <laughs> uh, ghost on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? WTF, guys. WTF. It's beautiful. It's symbolic. It's a, how can one movie go from greatest <laughs> fucking opening scene to the worst movie ever in the same movie? Yeah, all that stuff in the hospital, great. Fucking and then, awesome. mm-hmm. and then it's just a dream. Yeah, where's the? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> John. Yeah. Halloween two, the good Halloween. one. Uh. Halloween 2, I will say the hot tub scene. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys say, yeah, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know. Have I seen I, Halloween 2, Dustin? I don't, that, like, I don't know. I mean, that one doesn't get shown much yeah. on, like, the Monster Vision. It's. It's it's like they skip it and they go to that four and five. It's almost like, like more Halloween than one. It's awesome. Yeah, all I yeah. remember from yeah. that, I remember it's in a hospital and I remember that there's fire. That is all I remember. <laughs> there's um oh there's just so many great things about Halloween too. I'm with you, Dustin. I think it's it's probably the most underrated amongst horror fans because it's it's probably my favorite of all the sequels is, is Halloween two because yeah. first of all something you don't get every day in a sequel is it literally starts where the last one left off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It starts with Loomis running outside and Michael Myers' body's gone. And then it just goes from there and just keeps going through the rest of Halloween night. And it's just awesome. Yeah. And I love all the scenes. It just reminds me of like where I grew up and of like uh, just those POV shots of Michael Myers walking around, um, walking around these houses and everything. And that's all cool. Night Living Dead is the movie that's playing on the TV, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know you got the scene with the kid showing up at the hospital with the razor blade in his mouth because he ate some bad Halloween candy. You know, uh, yeah. Just, there's a lot of great things going on in that movie besides just Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, and it's the night. It's supposed to be the exact same night. Picks up right where the other one ends. 
and Jamie Lee Curtis is wearing a wig, and <laughs> <laughs> and but no, you're right. Halloween two is great. I I like the TV. You know the the extra footage, the added footage they use for the TV version. Although they the beginning is is kind of messed up music, you know, with the music and stuff because they kind of switch stuff around near the beginning somehow. I can't remember exactly how it how it's it's switched, but they like put one scene before another. Um, I can't remember what what scene goes first, but they but they kind of switched a scene, but then all the added TV footage is cool that they, you know, added onto that. And I think AMC, if you watch it on AMC like during you know when they show it they almost always show the tv version they i think it's because of all the scenes that they can't show so they they prefer to show that version i can't remember i my first experience with halloween 2 was seeing it on television but i can't remember the scenes that were t that were for the tv version oh i know what it is i know what it is they show they show like the beginning, you know, the opening credits with the skull, you know, opening or the pumpkin opening up and the skulls in it. They mm-hmm. they show that. I think they show that at the very beginning instead of starting with the Mr. Sandman song, which there's another one, by the way, by the Cordettes, that one from oh, yeah. Halloween 2. That's an awesome Halloween song, even though it wasn't I don't know if it was actually meant to be Halloween. But when they show the, you know, the the shot of you see the trees and then the camera pans down, you know, to the house and then you hear her saying you know, uh, I want you to go down the street telling the kids to go do what they was going to do. Uh, you don't see that until on the TV version until after the, uh, until after the credits, the opening credits where the, where the pumpkin opens up and the skulls in there. Then you, then right after that, then you hear the bump, 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 bump. And then it says Halloween 1978. Um, and then it pans down. Then when Loomis runs, says, you don't know what death is or whatever however he says it, and then he runs around the back of the house, which actually I think he doesn't say that on the TV version, but he runs around the back of the house, and then they go right from that to where you see, and the music kind of messes up a little bit. It, it sounds funny, and then it goes right into the shot where you see Michael Myers' point of view as him walking in the back alleyway, and the dog starts barking, and then he goes into um, goes into the, uh, uh, the people's houses that are watching the Night of the Living Dead and grabs the knife off the, off the um, chopping block or whatever. Uh, I think that's how the TV version goes. Okay, okay. Man, I'm with you, Dustin. I gotta get that box set. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think I said that in the last podcast. I didn't want it until I watched Greg Mortis open it up on one of his YouTube shows. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm like with you. He showed all the all the cases, and they're just, it's just sexy. Yeah. Was, oh, and they're yeah, and they're actually in cases. They're not like in a thing, a slip thing where you pull the discs out out yeah. of these cardboard things. They're actually in their own case, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. I watched Greg Mortis's video, and I was just cussing him out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about we all go in? We'll all put in a chunk of money. We'll all buy it, and we all each get a disc. I want the part six disc and you guys have oh. the rest oh. Oh, of course of course you go straight for the six of course yeah, yeah, just you, yeah whatever <laughs> so okay let's see um nalani <laughs> the original halloween blue oh. <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of blue in that film. Not in the uh, not in the 4K transfer that we saw the other day. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Justin Beam's redo it was for sure. It's um well, you know, uh and and the main character, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, she's wearing blue and blue and mm-hmm. and his jumpsuit is blue. There's just a lot of blue color. Yeah. Blue. Blue. Got it. Blue, blue equals night. So Terry, since um Dustin hates this one. Uh, Halloween Five. I just watched this one for the first time, actually. Nice. I had, mm. I had seen four. I remembered four, um, but I had never seen five, and it's okay. Ooh. I definitely, I I love four. I think four is awesome. Mm-hmm. But five, I, I don't. I I just had such a hard time with Jamie. Like being able to see through the eyes of Michael Myers, like oh, that, that whole psychic connection. Thing. Yeah, it was a bit much for me. There are definitely parts I really like. I love the barn scene where the guy gets stabbed with a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. That's a good scene. Um, although I, I, I kind of hoped that he would like pitchfork them like together. <laughs> yeah, and they'd be like stuck that way. I don't know. That's what I was wanting to happen when I was watching it. <laughs> My favorite thing about Five is just how freaking much of an asshole Loomis has become. Yeah. He is he is a jerk to Jamie in that movie. <laughs> He's old and tired and angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like closing the gap between good and evil. Like, you know, Loomis it's the yin and yang story between Loomis and Michael Myers, but like the the gap is like closing in like Loomis is crossing over you know if they if they would have kept going with Loomis's character in that direction he would have probably just been as well he probably would have been ended up like um uh, what's his name as Loomis in the Rob Zombie movies yeah just a big <laughs> asshole <laughs> uh, Jason mm-hmm. Halloween six. Uh, oh man, I just said his name. It's just so weird that what's his nuts is in that Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is in a horror mm-hmm. movie. What? No, I haven't seen six, and mm-hmm. I have to. Dude, watch. Yeah, yeah, that one is weird. But it's weird, and that's good, but it's weird. weird. I think that's his. That was his first movie, I think, because I think it says introducing Paul Paul Rudd on there. I think he was in Clueless before. I was going to say oh, was I he, Clueless. Was he, okay, before. yeah, he was okay. In Clueless. Okay, I was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> but you're right. I think it does say introducing Paul Rudd, which is you know, dumb. Uh-huh. Dumb movie. <laughs> no, it's not dumb. I want to see the producer's cut. Am I the only person that hasn't seen it? No. I haven't okay. seen it. I've, I've seen Wait, the parts not... on YouTube, but I've never seen the, the brand new, you know, fully restored... Awesome looking Blu-ray that's yeah. out, but Jason, didn't we watch the producer's cut when we had our Halloween marathon back in the day? When you say watch, <laughs> <laughs> do you mean like retain? Well, yeah, I don't retain much of it either. I I, I could tell you anything about oh, all of the Halloween I, movies except for that one. I like forget. for some reason, I forget six so easily. I also forget that you say you watched a movie. You, you think it counts as watching the movie when you just just 
because no, you had it on playing doesn't mean that you saw whatever. <laughs> I remember I remember watching that because I was enthralled about this producer's cut thing. That was, was the first time I ever heard about it. It was when we did yeah. that marathon. I was Fly still Boy. uneasy that Flyboy was still coming over to our house after the Friday Thirteenth marathon that we did. So it was, well, I was, was it was still weird because this weird new kid that we met at San. Oh Bay. yeah. Was hanging yeah, out with us. That's true. That was kind of that was still during the early days of of getting to know Flyboy, and and here we are having all day movie marathons with this guy. Yeah, he came over, and the rest, as they say, is history. So yeah, I think we covered all the films. Uh, any anybody want to add anything about any of the movies? We didn't really touch on Resurrection, but no one should. Why touch would we? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Busta. Hey, hey uh, Resurrection. <laughs> I, I I always thought Resurrection started off pretty cool. The whole yeah, and the Sane Asylum with Jamie Lee Curtis and the mm-hmm. yeah, and the, uh, John Wayne Gacy Yeah, yeah. Well, and, the, and you get that mask to the one to the other nut house, nut in the house or whatever. Psycho guy. Words. <laughs> uh-huh. I love that moment when he gives when he gives that um, that. The other lunatic in the asylum, that mask. Like I thought, that was a cool little moment, mm-hmm. and the whole stuff with Jamie Lee Curtis, and and I thought it was kind of clever on how they explained Michael Myers survived from H two O. I like. Yeah, that's, I actually that's liked what I was that. referring to. Was the the whole, yeah, like taking somebody else and like mm-hmm. putting him in his dress up clothes. Because <laughs> then when you go back and watch H two O and you watch that final scene, it like. Oh my gosh! It actually makes sense. It's like almost for once they thought about it ahead of time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem with that is Michael Myers wasn't. He was burned in part two, so his face wouldn't look like a normal person's face. So they were trying to say that he was walking around with no mask on, masquerading as a ambulance person or a paramedic and his face would have been all messed up and burned and all of that no hair and he would have was well, two there's two arguments to that john the first okay. argument which is the most which is i think the one that most people agree on when they made h2o mm-hmm. they were making it as a sequel to one so like the entire yeah. franchise didn't exist after oh. one compared okay. in the h2o world I don't like that. I want to say it because I yeah. still think H2O can ex- can coexist with 2, 4, and 5 okay. um, as my fan fiction. But So my argument there is, is like, obviously there's something a bit more supernatural about Michael Myers. Is how come he's not blind after being stabbed, after being shot in the eye in part t- eyes in part 2, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so maybe, he, maybe he's part... Um, you know, Wolverine from the X-Men. He's got mutant healing factors. So. Yeah. Well, she actually, when she's talking, when she's talking to uh, um, her son, he says, you said you saw him burn, and she says, I never actually saw his ashes or whatever. So she does, they do mention part two oh, in yeah, Halloween they do, H2O. So they do recognize H- or Halloween 2 as that he did burn. So, but. No, oh, okay. Well, so the guy burning in part two is actually just some nurse guy that was running around that Michael put his suit on him, and then he's walking through the fire. I never thought of that. (laughs) He's just a really good point. That's a good point. (laughs) 
He's like, oh shit, I got like three seconds before this room blows up. I better put my outfit on somebody else and get out of here. <laughs> somebody who hasn't run out of the hospital yet. <laughs> and how does Loomis survive, too? <laughs> yeah, it's <know>. true. <laughs> and, and all he has is a little bit of silly putty strapped to his face <laughs> in part four and five. Oh. <laughs> uh, so true. <laughs> oh, that was a fun game, guys. You all get gold stars for that one. Yay! 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 So, now I think it's time to really get into what the meat and potatoes of this episode was supposed to be. Now that we're two hours into the episode. <laughs> it's Halloween special, guys. Strap on. Strap in. Whoa. What? That's strap on. <laughs> strap in. Oh, Freudian slip. Anyway. Um, movies... That we are recommending to watch tonight on Halloween. Or what is our favorite Halloween films to watch? Why don't we kick things off with... Uh, I always want to go to Dustin because of that pig mask I'm, I'm staring at. So we'll go with Dustin. Uh-huh. Or, or you always stick him with the uh-huh. question first. <laughs> do, do, I, is that, do I do that to you all the time? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, oh, but, at least I'm consistent. Okay, go yeah. I would. Um, I always like watching Halloween 3, um, obviously, just because it, it feels like it has some of the best Halloween atmosphere. And we watched that the other night. Um, but definitely watch it on Halloween or, or all October. Who cares? It doesn't even matter. Um, but, you know, you don't have to just watch and stick to Halloween movies. And or just Halloween themed movies. I think anything horror, you know, popping the old DVD player or VHS if you still got it. I would probably have to say other than you know, from a Halloween movie. Um, I always watch. Uh, I don't own it, but it's it's been on um, Netflix. Pet Cemetery. Uh, Love Pet Cemetery. Still scary. Um, I actually own Pet Cemetery too, which I still like. <laughs> um, that's a good one. So the Pet Cemetery series you can watch. They're always kind of creepy and eerie just because it's kind of like zombie-ish. Um, what else? What else? I'm trying to think that, of something. That one has a really good song too from the Ramones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How did we forget that? That was even played at Halloween Palooza. Um, let me see. I don't know. Oh, oh, duh, creep show. I can't believe I haven't watched that yet this month. Um, I think I watched it last month. So either creep show one or two, definitely both excellent, excellent movies to watch. But those are usually what I stick to if I'm not watching Halloween. So yeah. I think Mike left. Good choices. Good choices. <laughs> Shit, I was on mute. I totally had that too. Damn it. <laughs> I'll be on are, mute. You, are you serious? Again? Well, somebody came yeah, somebody came down here and was going out the garage, so I saw oh, okay. him doing laundry. <laughs> <sighs> Dang it. Alright. Well, since you're off mute now, Jason, uh, why don't you go? What uh, What are your Halloween picks? Hey, guys. Well, I was watching, or I was looking up lists of movies that, you know, kind of take place on Halloween. And, and there, there was one on there that I hadn't seen. And I know I, I think John's talked about it a bunch because he really likes it. 
And I know you guys have talked about it before, but I'm like, you know, I haven't seen this yet. And I remember Mike having it. And um, it was my first time watching it. I thought it was really good because it kind of takes place around Halloween in the movie. But Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Oh, yeah. Never seen it before. That's pretty good. I It scared the shit out of me at the end. I thought the end was very much like May. You know, where like the whole movie... After he dies, you want you want him to come back as the scarecrow, but you never know, and you never know. Mm-hmm. And then that last fucking uh, minute of the film, he's fucking standing. I was like, I about shit my pants because I didn't, I wasn't ready because I didn't think they were gonna give it to us, and then they did, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And that is the great thing about that movie is that they kind of they just keep it. Um, they don't come out and tell you that he's come back and like it's it's very mysterious and ambiguous there's a there's a moment too where you're kind of thinking well maybe it's the little girl getting revenge mm-hmm. well there's a there's a part that they actually it was not in the original broadcast that when they was doing getting ready to do it for the dvd to put it out on dvd they actually went back and filmed the the little scene and while when the the combine is chasing uh the postmaster guy, yeah, and, they and he's chasing, and they show it shift. That was actually not in the original TV broadcast. Ah. They actually, a lot of people say they, they oh, they remembered that, but the, um, uh, they yeah. said that no, it was not. It was not a, you know, yeah, that's it was not the first in the shot that they clue you in on anything. That's, I mean, what's really going on? Uh huh. And I, and again, I, I'm not even. I w- I have been questioning it since then whether I. L- liked it or could have done without it you know Mm -hmm. like did they give it away too soon Mm -hmm. but i mean it's it's cool but well they said like they wanted to make sure i guess when they was you know thought about doing a dvd and stuff they kind of had always thought about you know uh uh jd jd fagelson that was the you know was the director and the writer of the story he he wanted to make sure that, that there was without a shadow of a doubt that you knew that that was the ghost of Bubba. You wanted, and by seeing yeah. that shift with nobody in it, but even even with him turning around and handing her the flower at the end, you still did not know. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of obvious, but but he wanted to make you know without a shadow of a doubt that that was the ghost of Bubba. So, yeah, yeah, that was cool. And there was always talk. I guess they had talked about doing. Even still, now they've talked about possibly doing maybe a sequel using the 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 actress that played the girl oh, using having like her, her. And, and being like you know be years later you know and and somehow uh. do a sequel to it but uh but i don't think it's ever you know gotten off the ground but well, i can't remember if i read somewhere that it's like currently in production right now if it's a remake mm-hmm. maybe it was the town of dreaded sundown I think yeah, it's being remade right now. Being remade, yeah. yeah, it's, okay, it's that's kinda, the one I was thinking of. That's the one I was a, thinking of. It's actually kind of like more or less kind of like a sequel because I've seen the trailer to it and and they talk about the original and then this is supposed to be like years later and somebody is starting to do the same murders and he, you hear his voice saying saying I um, want to make them remember and all this. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. It looks good though. Looks really good. If you if you can find the find the trailer on YouTube, type it in, and uh, I don't know what if they've got a release date yet or anything. Me and Justin was talking about that um, uh, at Halloween of Palooza. I brought it up to him, and he was me and him were kind of talking back and forth, and he had seen the trailer, and and I, I think he said he didn't think there was a release date yet on it, but 
cool. But yeah, cool. so other than that one, that was just a new one. But uh, ones that I definitely love watching are probably obvious ones. Uh, like, I mean, I always know that it's Halloween time, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I get to watch Mike act like a fool in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> but that movie screams it. You know, Trick or Treat, of course. So yes. good. Yeah. Um, Fright Night is always on there. And then, uh, and then, yeah, like Dustin said, like just horror movies too. I personally, I, I like watching The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. But oh, those are the main ones for me. That I think Excellent. all those are classic Halloween things. And I, I know we've talked about it in the past, but definitely for me, it's those movies that just that really has that Halloween mood about them. Usually ones that have like, that are t- take place around Halloween are the tops like trick or treat or, um, or the original Halloween, obviously. Uh, Night of the Demons is another one for me. That's a, that's yeah. a, a staple for every Halloween. Um, like I get put in the Halloween spirit within the opening credit sequence of that movie. I just love the, the animated opening credit sequence. It almost kind of makes you think you're getting into like a, uh, like a, uh, a children's Halloween special, but it's not that, but <laughs> it just has that kind of, it, that whole scene has that whole Halloween, um, feel to it. Uh, Terry, what are your Halloween picks? Well, um, I've kind of already been recapping a lot of my favorite, my seasonal favorites this month I kind of my goal for Halloween and the Halloween weekend is to kind of explore some things that I haven't seen like Night of the Demons that's on my list Um, there are a few in the Halloween franchise that I still haven't watched that I want to tackle like uh, number six um, I need to revisit both of Rob Zombies. I've seen the first one, but I don't really remember it, and I haven't seen the second one. So I want to watch those. Um, I kind of... this. I've seen them, but I kind of want to have a Scream marathon. Like, I'm just feeling a Scream marathon. It sounds fun to yeah. me. It's been a while since I've watched those. Well, hopefully you can get to four, because sitting through three is... I don't mind three. I, I like all of them. Uh, I uh-huh. three three across the line for me. So yeah, I was done with three, but I I enjoyed four. So yeah, four is a lot of fun for sure. Excellent, excellent. Milani, how about you? I tend to go um, in the cartoon route, so. <laughs> And really, these movies are movies I watch all the time. <laughs> but um, The Nightmare Before Christmas is really a, a Halloween through Christmas. It's a fall, autumn movie. You yeah. can watch that at any time. But that was one movie that I remember the first time I saw it. I was just so enthralled. Like I would sit really close to the TV and um, and watch it on this, like... Actually, my parents still have the same exact TV, this old tube amp type <laughs> of TV. But I remember watching it as a kid uh, on on VHS and having my parents put it over and over again. And, and just looking, I, I didn't realize this, but a movie came out in 93. 
So it's been mm. around wow. you know, for 20 years. But um, that movie is one that I often watch. And both Adam's Family 1 and 2. Nice. Uh, those are ones that I just watch all the time. They're my comfort movies. And then, really, anything Tim Burton puts out has that nice gothy feel to it. So, uh, for me, Corpse Bride um, and uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yeah. And um, Sleepy Hollow is one. Sleepy for me. Hollow, yes, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one looks great. I was going to ask uh, what everybody's thoughts was on the Corpse Bride because that one kind of gets forgotten. In comparison to Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, I think... I think it gets forgotten because... Texturally, color-wise, it's much darker. You know, in Nightmare Before Christmas, there's some dynamic difference between the colorization of Halloween Town versus when it goes to Christmas Town. Mm-hmm. And you get differences, and you get different um, emotions when you're watching it. So you have some sort of give and take with the balance of the film. Where Corpse okay. Bride is just dark and dull the whole time. Gotcha. I still really like it. I thought, um, yeah. uh, for me, one of the, I thought one of the problems was it just, uh, it, it's like really short. It is a short one. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Nam's family. I'm surprised nobody mentioned that during our music segment. Uh, the uh, Adam's family. Dun, 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 dun. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> MC Hammer? Yeah. MC oh. Hammer song, yeah, right? I remember the music video for that and the little thing, you know, jumping around dancing with uh, MC Hammer doing it in his parachute pants. Yeah. Awesome. In the graveyard. Will anyone ever be um, it <laughs> for Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for Halloween? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You could probably do that. Just get some hair extensions. Hey, John, is it um, the kid from Children of the Corn? Doesn't he play it in Adam's Family? Uh, yes. Uh, John um, John Franklin did, yeah. Yeah, main, for main real? Yeah, he's that he's short. For real? He's that short. Holy crap, yeah. I didn't realize that was him in, the, in all that hair. Nice. Professional actor. Yes, he did. Good okay. children of the corn trivia, Nalani. Heyo. <laughs> John's impressed. I'm okay. very impressed. I just love the Adams family. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's another quick game, real quick. Oh. Who's a better Who's a better Gomez Adams? And there is a right answer. Um, the original uh, John Aston or Raul Gould? Uh, what's Raul. his name? Yeah. What? Raul. Yeah, it's that's Raul. your. Okay, you're all wrong. <laughs> it's John Aston. Anything John Aston does is gold. That's true. Um, Raul's better. No, no. Raul did more in two movies than that guy did the entire series. Oh, Fact. snap. Fact. So, oh. John, okay. so, John, what are your Halloween picks movies? Uh, <laughs> <moving> on. <sighs> oh, let's see. Where do I start? Um, every year I watch It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That is like my favorite cartoon TV special of all time. I could watch that up and down, sideways, every every hour on the hour. I love that. 
uh, let's see, uh, the new Trick or Treat with Sam. That's a new classic of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, the old Trick or Treat with uh, Sammy Kerr and Mark Price from <laughs> Family Ties. I, I just, I've always loved that movie. I just, it's got so much Halloween, you know, uh, essence to it. I mean, because it, you know, it happens on Halloween night and all that, so it's just really cool. Um, knock, 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 it's a bit so <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Silver Bullet, I, I think because the final night happens on Halloween night, in the, in the book it doesn't, but in the movie it does. And I can remember watching that in October you know, not long after it came out on videotape. So <laughs> that, um, for some reason, deadly friend, because I think, because I saw that in October one year and I don't know why I, it, I don't think, well, actually it does have, have a part that happens on Halloween in it. So maybe that's, maybe that's kind of a cross thing there for me. I don't know. Uh, of course I, I'm going to say it children of the corn because of all the corn fields. It's uh-huh. got a, it's, it's got an October, feel to to it for me especially uh when they're in the cornfield and and uh isaac is doing all of these sermons and stuff and it and at the very end when they're when they're having the final thing in the cornfield and the corn kind of looks all kind of brown and stuff and it just it just reminds me of the corn and stuff just reminds me of halloween a lot um of course i could watch that movie anytime too um let's see what else uh, any of the, any of those um, children's TV shows that I mentioned? Oh, and there's one TV show. I know you're all familiar with Tales from the Dark Side, correct? Yeah. There's the the very first episode that ever aired was called Trick or Treat, and it had Bernard Herman, I think was his name, the one that played the grandpa on the Lost Boys, and he also played Mr. Merlin on the TV show Mr. Merlin. He played uh, kind of like an old miser that ran this store, and <laughs> The townsfolk all owed him money, and he um, he had these IOUs, and it was fine for people to charge stuff. He had, at the, his store, he had no problem with that, but he would keep an IOU, and he held on to all of these. and And uh, one family, he even had their farm, and they had just moved there, and for collateral. And on Halloween night every year, he insisted on all the all of the um, parents that owed him money, which was almost the whole town, he insisted that their kids come to his house to trick-or-treat on Halloween night. And he said they would. he wanted the kids to come in the house and to search for the IOUs. If they found the IOUs, then that kid's parents' uh, debts were forgotten, and he would just tear up the IOUs like they never owed him anything. And they could all, then the families could get a fresh start without having to owe anything. And, uh, this one Halloween, he ha- he did it again, and he- and the parents were, you know, one of the parents said, well, you know, the IOUs are probably not in the house. They're probably not in the house, and and he's like, he's like, no, I assure you, they are in the house. He said, and in an obvious place too. But of course, he tried to scare the kids while they were in there so that they wouldn't find them. And and most of the kids, you know, one little boo, and they were running out. And and he had this one kid come in, and he was looking for it. And he was like, there's no such thing as spirits. There's no such thing as spirits. And he actually almost had a hold of them. He reached up into the fireplace, and they were sitting right up in the fireplace, and he almost had his hand on them. 
and some kind of noise made him stop and he pulled his hand back down and and there was something that popped out. I think it was like a big bear or something that scared him. So he ran out. And once they leave, that that it's over. You know, once they exit the house, they can stick their head out. But once they exit the house, then I I assumed it was, you know, then they went home with the parents if they didn't find it and it was over. They couldn't go back in and do it again. Only one time. <clears throat> well, it was, uh, he, the, the guy heard a, um, heard somebody ringing his doorbell. Well, he had a thing so he could see who was at his door and he looks through his little viewfinder thing and sees this witch standing there. And she's like going trick or treat. And, and, um, and, uh, he's like only kids tonight, you know, he's like, who are you? And he thinks it's one of the parents doing this. And so he goes to the door and opens it up and she's still standing there. And, uh, she like, puts her hands out and well, he sees her like lift up off the ground on her broom and she puts her hands out and all those IOUs fall out of the fireplace and start blowing everywhere. Well, he's trying to grab them. And while all this is going on, he all of a sudden says, says, uh, Oh my money, you know, cause he's a miser and he's got his money. He doesn't use banks. He keeps his money in a safe. So he goes, runs to the room where his, uh, safe is. And he finds this like zombie thing there with all this jewelry and all the, money all around it blowing all around while well, he's trying to grab all this money so it doesn't escape and go out the front door then this other door opens up and and there's like uh it's like hell it's all red and then you you see the devil standing there and he's like you're getting hotter and anyway he's trying to catch all this money and trying to grab it all and and the very last scene you see of of him in in this room is the door shutting and you see like these two uh two or three like um tortured souls they're like they look like kind of like uh, demons or devils and they're you know rolling around and stuff and then you see him crawling on the floor trying to grab his money and then the door shuts well the one kid whose parents wouldn't didn't want him to go to the house he snuck out to go do it well when he got to the door and he knocks on the door and rings the doorbell and he says you know trick-or-treat you know and the door opens, there's the witch standing there. He's like, he thinks it's that guy. He's like, well, I'm not scared of you. You don't scare me. Well, anyway, then the witch starts throwing, uh, uh, I think starts throwing the IOUs at him or something. Anyway, then the lip, the witch lifts off off the ground and as it's going up in the sky, it starts throwing the kid the m money and stuff and bags of, you know, coins and all kinds of stuff. So he, so at the very end, you see the kid walking away with a grin on his face with all this money in his arms and stuff. So, and then you see the last shot you see is a, a headstone that says here lies um i forget what the guy's name was mr haskell or something or hackles or something like that and it says he got it who finally got it in the end or something like that and the episode the very first episode of tales from the dark side was was directed by george romero Ooh. so and there was another a few seasons later they had another kind of a trick or treat halloween episode of Tales from the Dark Side about this little little uh, dwarf uh, kind of looked like a I don't know what you call it like not really a werewolf but it it was kind of like a little dwarf character thing and it was kind of harassing this old man in this house and uh, because he didn't want to you know hand out trick or treat candy you know so he was kind of getting 
this thing was kind of after him and stuff. But it, it was kind of a neat episode. But that but that very first episode of Tales from the Dark Side Trick or Tr- called Trick or Treat was was a really actually a really good episode. It was and I mean I remember I remember when I first seen that. I remember when Tales from the Dark Side first started, and I remember seeing that on TV. And every Halloween, it seemed like one of the stations always reran that episode at Halloween time. So, um, of course, any of the Freddy's you know Freddy's nightmares, you know the series, any of those I thought was cool to watch at Halloween time. Um, uh, anything, anything with ghosts, any movie with ghosts, the Amityville horror, the original movie, uh, oh, the fog is cool to watch at Halloween time. Any of the Halloween movies, um, yeah, I, I, I love even watching the, all of the, like the Halloween specials that they have on, um, Destination, I think Destination America, like all the, you know, haunted places in America and all those. I like all those at Halloween time to watch. And, um, but yeah, so there's, there's some of the movies that I like to watch at Halloween time. Creep show, the original creep show, I think's great. Kind of falls, you know, I like the, I think I like the trick or treat anthology better than the creep show, but, but I've always liked the creep show one too. Uh, Jumping so I'll, back. I'll, I'll stop. Okay. Go ahead. I'll stop with that. I've I've been, I've been rambling on here. So, uh, jumping back to Tales from the Dark Side, that was uh, that was the Laurel Production Company that Richard Rubenstein and and George Romero was a part of. So that's why George did that first episode, and he was so he's he was kind of a an executive producer on the whole series. I don't know if the shows were filmed in Pittsburgh or not, but it was definitely like the George Romero crew. Was okay. involved was involved in a lot of those shows. There was an episode that had Patricia Tallman in it. Uh, there was uh, two episodes. The one you mentioned, the second Halloween episode that you mentioned, was called Halloween Candy. Yeah, the, that was the, it. The little monster. Yeah, and that little troll monster guy. This that Tom Savini did the makeup effects for that and directed that episode. Oh, cool. And it. And then he directed another. I think he directed like two or three episodes altogether of of the of the show. And did special effects for a couple of them. So like, uh, so like, it was kind of like from from that George Romero world, that George Romero era. So like, so when they did the Tales from the Dark Side movie, um, uh, George Romero was like a writer, one of the co-writers, and and uh, uh, one of the producers of the movie. Which that movie was originally supposed to be Creepshow three. Oh okay, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I think like the segment in the Tales from the Dark Side movie, uh, the one with uh, Buster Poindexter, uh, mm-hmm. with the with the cat and everything, yeah, that that one was supposed to be in Creepshow Two, because there was supposed to be more mm-hmm. segments to Creepshow Two, and the cat segment in Tales from the Dark Side the movie was supposed to be in Creepshow Two, it mm-hmm. didn't make the cut, so they used it in uh, Tales from the Dark Side movie. Cool. Which I love, Tales from the Dark Side movie. You want to talk about like a crazy cast? You got like Deborah Harry. You got one of you got Joey Lawrence, um, uh, Christian Slater, Steve Buscemi in one of his very first performances. Uh, mm-hmm. Freaking Radong Chong, mm-hmm. um, Buster Poindexter. Uh, I can never remember his real name. Um, oh, a lot of a lot of cool people in that movie. Just a, just a bizarro cast. Anyway. I said it. What about Idle Hands, guys? Idle Hands is a great Halloween movie for me. 
Again. Oh, yeah. 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 Ooh, that's all. What's that? He's so dreamy. He's so dreamy. <laughs> Again. Again. Yeah, whatever, but whatever Dreamier happened. Dreamier and Casper, though. Dreamier totally. when he was younger, for sure. Totally. Oh, was that him and Casper? Hell yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I didn't and, he actually, that. and he actually played with Christina Ricci in the movie Now and Then. He was kind of a kid that kind yeah, of liked her. Yeah, they make out on the, on the bench or whatever. The uh-huh. swing. Whatever happened to him, though? Like, seriously. Well, That's don't you remember? Question. On... on uh, uh, Final Destination 2, they say he got hit in the head by a brick or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all they say. Oh, speaking of that, who thought Who thought the... Has they, everybody seen the Final Destination 5, the last one that was made? Yeah. Hell yeah! Oh, what did you think I about that it. tie-in with that? Wasn't that awesome? Dude, I, that is the best one. Don't ruin it for so them. Cool. They haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just said tie-in. I'm not yes. saying nothing. Yeah. All right. Don't ruin it. It's the, you not, guys, I, you I, want I, me to watch it. It's amazing. All right, I'll watch it's, it. I'll watch it. I kind of actually uh, had the I kind of actually had the urge to go back and just do like a marathon of the series, give it another chance, but I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, just watch five. But back to Idle Hands. Well, back to Devon. Is that his name Devon? Devon. So yes, Devon. Devon. Oh, shit. Um, I, you were saying what's on so, him. So do, and, I, do, and I think he just disappeared. Like I think maybe he was like, you know what, I'm done. Because he hasn't really been in anything else. He was right? one of those up and coming pretty boy actors that you thought was going to be like, you know, part of that generation of like, you know, the 90s. brat brat packers or whatever. Um, oh, but eighties, dude. Well, I know that's eighties. I couldn't think of other. <laughs> What what they're called nowadays, um, and then yeah, he just disappeared off face of the earth. And like in my opinion, I thought he was the most talented out of any of those guys. Like his physical comedy work in Idle Hands, it, yeah. I'm gonna say it, Terry. It ranks up there with Bruce Campbell. <laughs> um, I, I guess I never thought to compare those two, but okay. Well, like when you really think his hand is possessed, he does some great. Yeah. See some great acting there, um, you know, physical comedy there with the, all that stuff with his hand, and we're flipping around with the freaking, like the the TV remotes and all that stuff. And it's just it's it's funny and it's it's very well done. Great he's, job. He's an SLC punk, right? You guys. Yes, I, I love him in at, SLC punk. I just looked at his IMDb and he's coming. He's back. <gasps> in movies again. Oh yeah. shit. Shit is going to oh, be yeah, I see huge. It. Casper's return. What? Final Destination <laughs> Six. What? No. No. Uh, but he's lying. in. A, let's see. There's a movie coming out. It looks like. I mean, it's called The Exorcism of Marley, Molly Hartley. So it's gonna be a horror film. Yeah. Coming out in 2015. Let's see. Life on the Line. What's that about? Uh, not a horror film. <laughs> but he's back, so yeah. whatever he was doing, he's done with doing, and he's back. So, yay! Devin Solo, we love you! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't that have... Uh, wasn't that an early movie for Jessica Alba? Yeah, yeah it was like, I think, her first, oh. or one of her firsts. Mm. Wait, it may not have been her first, because I think she started really young. Like, like pre, pre-boobs. 
What? That's how you're judged by age from Mike. <laughs> yeah, before your boobs come, before your boobs pop out. Oh. Before you are in the whole last half of the movie in a very skimpy dress and your boobs hanging out. <laughs> Idle Hands is so good. Yeah. It's so funny. And what about I, for... Go ahead. Go ahead. No. That's, that's just I was just say that... <laughs> <laughs> so then I was... But I was... Okay. But, but, fuck it, Mike, go. No, go ahead, John. <laughs> I was just going to say any of the Harry Potter movies. Because they've got kind of the Halloweenish, you know, kind of a kind of. Hear a that, Flyboy? Watch those movies, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> yeah. I don't consider them to be good movies to watch for Halloween, since hey. the ABC Family Channel shows them all year round, twenty four seven. Anyway, well, it's because you should watch them all year round. I'm not well, saying yeah, they're bad sure. movies, but come on, let's give some other movies a chance in the Halloween season. Right, since right. we're already showing all the Harry Potter movies twenty four seven. I actually saw they're listed on a couple of like appropriate for children lists like here what you should show your children at Halloween Harry, any Harry Potter movie but honestly I think by Harry Potter 3 you if your kid mm-hmm. is under the age of 10 they shouldn't be watching it because <laughs> it gets pretty damn dark see here's the thing and he's asleep now but my son um so he's left the show sorry guys <laughs> I know you were going to replace me with him I knew it um, that's why I made him go to bed. Um, he he can watch Harry Potter movies. He can watch the Pirate of, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and I don't get it. Like, how is he not terrified and traumatized? Because he's scared of everything else. But he watches those. That's I don't cute. know if there's just, I don't know if it's association of the fact that he also owns all the Lego games for those, and maybe that has kind of eased him into it. I don't know. Disney safe. No, but I agree with Nalani. There's definitely some dark stuff in in the Potter movies. It gets pretty pretty creepy and scary in some of those, especially in the later ones. Start dying and getting hurt. Yeah. 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 Four. It's like people actually start dying. Yeah. They turn into horror movies, guys. It's really yeah. So, Idle Hands... Um, <laughs> I thought I was on mute again for a second. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no, you were, you were there. Okay. The opening... I just want to say, you you guys keep making me change the subject on Idle Hands, man. It's not fair. It's good. Devin Sawa, woo! Seth Green, woo! <laughs> oh, yeah! And that other guy. From the Mighty Duck movies, woo! Yeah, that guy. I didn't realize that was the kid from the Mighty Duck movies until until late one night. I I had a Mighty Ducks marathon on Netflix oh, by myself, yes. and that was sad of yes. me to do that. But I didn't realize it was the same kid. Hell yeah! But I want what I wanted to say though was that the opening scene before you really know what's going on and before the comedy really comes into play, you know. Um, I just it's so it's so good. It's got such a lot of great um, horror elements to it, and like the lighting is very Argento-ish. You know, a lot of reds and green gels all over the place, and and you got the you got the atmosphere going on with the uh, the setting being Halloween and the pumpkins on the front porch and all that stuff. Idle Hands is great. I'm gonna go watch it. See you guys. Have a good show. Uh, <laughs> 
I was just gonna, and that's, and I was just gonna say how nice I thought the house looked today, uh, Mr. Halloween guy. I yeah, I don't know who did that. Uh huh. Maybe it was ghosts. Wasn't me. I've been at work all day. Oh. I just meant over the last week. You've been working on it. You always do. Oh, you mean the exterior of the house? Yeah. Oh. You know where the Halloween stuff, like you were just talking about. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I think I'm done. There's more I want to do, but um, yeah, I think I'm done. I want more lights. I'm never, I'm never gonna be having to like the whole house is wrapped in lights. Only for Halloween, though. Screw Christmas. <laughs> Screw it. Anyway, thank you for the compliments on the house. I, it's definitely the best looking one in the freaking neighborhood. Yeah. Because I think I'm the only one in the damn neighborhood. Yeah, those other bastards. SOBs. What? Idle what? hands, guys. We you should really talk about it more. I'm done. I want. I guess oh. I said my piece. Any other movies anybody else wants to uh, mention for viewing pleasures this Halloween? Shit, House I... on Haunted Hill. The original or the remake? Uh, the original. Oh, nice. Nice tie into the last episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a lot of great Vincent Price movies we talked about last episode. That would be perfect. Like, I think I might watch Abominable Dr. Fives again, guys. I'm really thinking about it. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Is there a sequel? There's a sequel, isn't there? Yeah, Dr. Fives Rises Again. I don't remember a damn thing about it, and I can't find it anyway. Uh, Unless... it's, in, it's in the Scream Factory's second edition of Vincent Price Superness. Yeah, I know. It's on that second pack. That's what I was going to say, too. And like, <laughs> this makes me sad. I got that uh, Scream Factory uh, limited edition Fangoria issue. And this is how cool Scream Factory is. There has never been a horror magazine that's done that did a whole episode dedicated to a distributor. Mm-hmm. They're that's just that cool. badass. They, they are. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I'm using that magazine as a checklist, but it's really... Um, <laughs> It just depresses me every time I read through it because I'm like, I don't have any of these. Gotta get caught up. Uh, yeah. I have one more movie I wanted to talk about, and um, I think everybody on the show that has not seen it needs to see this movie. Uh, I think it was an insane pick a few years ago. Um, and I just recently caught par- part of it again not so long ago, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this movie on the episode. Because I love this movie, and it's not on Halloween, but it um, definitely just makes me think Halloween every time. Because it's just, it's just got all those elements to it. But um, children shouldn't play with dead things. Yeah. Anybody besides Jason seen this movie? Because I know I've made Jason watch it before. No. <laughs> I have it, but I haven't watched it yet. What? John, you yeah, haven't... Yeah. You have a, uh, a homework assignment for this Halloween. So okay. Thanks. Okay. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very 70s, guys. And so, like, if you... Um, uh, what year was it? 1972? So, if, if you don't love this movie for just being totally awesome, you will get a kick out of this movie for just how laughable the wardrobe is in this movie. Um, oh, the outfits in this are awesome. 
you guys just for what you need to watch it for the outfits alone. But basically, the movie's about this group of uh, these these group of theater kids go to this island where there's this cemetery where they bury criminals who have died, and and the leader of this like theater troupe. Uh, he's kind of an asshole. His name is Alan. He's got the coolest like mustache goatee combo ever. Just saying, sorry, Dustin, but it's true. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, you don't know. You don't know, son. Anyway, so they go to this island, and like Alan is just just a total dick, and he makes he his whole thing. And I honestly, I don't understand the motivation for really anything that happens in this movie by these people. I think what it boils down to is just Alan is just a jerk, and he just is playing wants to play a prank and and just be and just you know just be a jerk to his troop because. They do everything he says, and he just loves the power of that. So they go to this, they go to the island, and, and they're going to perform a sat- a satanic ritual to resurrect the dead. And so they dig up a corpse, and they perform the ceremony. And it turned out to be just a big practical joke. There was a couple other people there that um, um, that were part of the troop that went ju- dressed up as as zombies, and they jumped out and scared them and stuff. And ha ha hilarity. And so, but Alan decides he needs to take it a step for, further and takes a real corpse and performs this ritual, satanic ritual on it. And everybody's like, you know, oh, this is dumb, blah, 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 blah. So, so he thinks he needs to take it a step further and takes, takes the corpse back to this cabin that's also on the island and performs a wedding ceremony and he marries the corpse Orville, by the way, that's the name of the corpse, Orville. And then they have a honeymoon in one of the upstairs bedrooms that it's implied that there's things that happen in that bedroom between this man and this corpse, but it never comes out and say it. I like to think those things happened. And then, (laughs) after about almost the entire movie, the zombies finally come to life because the satanic ritual did actually work. And so, for the last fifteen minutes of the movie, it's it's just zombie mayhem, and these people trying to survive, and they just get killed off pretty darn quickly because they're idiots. And you need to see this movie; it's awesome. I love the makeup in it. It's definitely like low budget, over the top zombie, you know, latex and cotton and grease paint appliances. But I think they look cool. I really love the look of these zombies in this movie. Um, the characters are crazy and outrageous. Um, it's it's really funny. I wouldn't say it's overly. It's not really scary, but it's just it's very atmospheric. I just love all the you know they have like the fog machine going constantly when they're outside. There's this fog everywhere all the time. And you got tombstones everywhere, and you've you know and, and of course the zombies and I just love like the uh, the creepy night music. Or night night sounds of um, of like the creatures in the night, you know, like birds and whatever. It's just watch it, guys. Watch it. Children shouldn't play with dead things. I'll watch it this weekend. Yay! <laughs> I seriously love this movie, guys. It's it's one of my favorite movies of all time, right, Jason? That's right. <laughs> he makes me say it. <laughs> I love this movie so much, and Jason knows that. But, that for, but guys, the movie's not that good. He just oh my god, because 
<laughs> He's one of those weirdos who likes bad movies. This movie's... What do you mean this movie's not that good? Uh, 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 you just have to watch it to find out. What is wrong with this movie? Uh, it's made for negative ten bucks. Oh, so it's all about budget. Budget Uh, makes the movie good. I just... uh, It's on. I'm just saying, he's, he's beaming about it right now, and I know he loves it so much, but it's... It's probably because of some personal connection. I don't know. Some nostalgic connection. It's just good, son. Yeah. Dad. Whatever. Fine. But yes, y'all should watch it so you can... You know what we need to do is next time we have a movie party, I'm bringing children shouldn't play with dead things. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, see, Dustin's there. Sold. <laughs> it's, you can at least admit, Jason, that it would make a great party movie. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, you think the Star Wars Holiday Special makes a good... Oh, no, oh, I wait, know that. No, that was. Yeah. That's just for pure torture. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. Just hear a room full of people go, Oh, what? <laughs> After an hour and a half of... <laughs> Family Wookiees yeah. talking. Those are your stars of the movie is the Family Wookiees. <laughs> Lumpy. <laughs> Alright guys, you guys about Halloween Doubt? Yeah, it's so awful. It's the worst time of year. Happy, happy Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. 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 Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I I want to go trick or treating, so I think we should probably um, draw this episode to a close and move on to seg. Take a break and then move on to segments. What do you guys think? I like yeah. it. All <laughs> right. So let's do that. We're gonna take a quick break, everybody. We're gonna go um, pee, adjust our costumes, and we'll be right back with segments. Good evening. It's intermission time. Our service is friendly and quick. You'll find hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza, your favorite candies, hot and cold beverages, and other delicious snacks. So add to your fun of watching the movie. Visit our refreshment stand right now. We're glad to have you with us tonight. We hope you'll come to see us often. It's great to get out to the movies. Do you find your life lacking meaning and purpose? Do you get up every morning and say, there's gotta be a better way? Are you a horror film fan and don't understand why your friends and family hasn't seen Necromantic? Do you know people who say that they love Jason from the Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Are you bored with your current podcast? Do you find yourself answering these questions out loud and getting weird looks from other people in your office? Well, now you never have to worry about those nasty stains again. Now you have a meaning to your boring, miserable life because now you can listen to... Attack of the Killer Podcast. That's right, Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast has all the vitamins and minerals for a well-balanced breakfast. On Attack of the Killer Podcast, you can marvel at the crew as they discuss various horror films, such as High Tension and... 
high, high tension. Listen with your ear holes as the attackers pick a topic and then derail from that topic for at least an hour every episode. Be extremely disturbed as you learn the true love Insane Mike has for his Jason Goes to Hell DVD. But wait, there's more. The gang at Attack of the Killer Podcast give you their guarantee that every episode will contain at least two hours of in-depth horror discussion. Or at least until they get bored, which usually happens after about the first 30 minutes. Listen to what this satisfied customer has to say about Attack of the Killer Podcast. Who the hell are you? What are you doing in my bathroom? So don't wait. Follow the rest of the mindless sheep and listen to Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast can be heard at attackofthekillerpodcast.com or at stitcher.com. You can also follow Attack of the Killer Podcast on Facebook at Attack of the Killer Podcast or on Twitter at AOTKP. So act now. Offers limited. Operators are standing by. Blah, 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 blah. And we're back. Okay, so it's segments time here on Taco Killer Podcast Halloween Special. Let's start with shoutouts. It's time for shoutouts. All right, here we go. So I asked, "What are your favorite films to watch that put you in the Halloween mood?" And on Facebook, we got Justin Wadurski. He says, well, I would most certainly never watch Halloween. That would be ridiculous. I think he's lying. <laughs> we had, had our pal Willis Wheeler. He says, Trick or Treat, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Jason Lives. And Burned Out on the Halloween Movies. Ooh. Could understand that. Am I on mute? Is everybody hearing me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had Derek Patello. He says Halloween three, Rosemary's what? Baby, Trick or Trick or Treat, and The Great Pumpkin. Yes. You know the one thing that bugs me about Trick or Treat is that you have to overpronounce the <laughs> R to make sure people know you're talking about the right movie. Trick or Treat. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, you're trick or treat, but you know, I know there is more than trick trick or treat, but when you say trick or treat, I don't know. I only think of one trick or treat movie, which is the one with with Sam, the kid, right? But, but the old guys in the group. Yeah, trick or treat, the rock and roll. Right, right, right. Knock, knock, knock. It's, it's always had our, <laughs> our pal Derek John says trick or treat. Uh, Halloween 78, Halloween 2, Candyman, Hills Have Eyes 2006. Nice. The first remake that changed it. All right. Um, then we have Brian Angel. He says Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's fun. Oh, good one. Alien, mm-hmm. Jaws, Jason Lives. That's two Jason Lives. That's weird. Oh, yeah. It's kind of weird. Awesome. And, of course, Halloween 78. You know, I will say, and I thought it was just because, like, I do have an association with Halloween with with, with Jason Liz because of the fact that I think I probably watched it a lot in, on Halloween. But there is something about that movie that does kind of give me the Halloween spirit. 
I don't know what it is about that one as opposed to the other ones in the franchise. Maybe because there's just a lot of those like nighttime shots with like the fog and the, the just those still shots of the forest, just cr trying to have those creepy shots and stuff that you don't really get with the other films. But I don't know. You don't know. Nothing. We have Martin Aaron Totten says the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Randy Snodgrass the second says Halloween one two and three Fright Night and oh. any of the Friday the thirteenth. Lisa Norvell Owen says Trick or Treat, the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Halloween. Casey Bates says Halloween one and two Hell Night. Ooh, nice. And I think that takes place around Halloween. Everybody's dressed in costumes in it, and I remember that much. Yep. And Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yay! Yay! How long is that, by the way? I'm just wondering. Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Yeah. About it's under... 22 minutes? Yeah, I was going to uh, say, it's maybe. not very long. Cool. Um, we have Jack Christensen says Creep Show. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead. I also play Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the speakers in the window to scare <laughs> trick-or-treaters. <laughs> Holy shit, that would do it. That's, That's awesome. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Especially the whole last half of the movie is just Sally screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sally! Um, <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, we have Anna Knights. She says... On a less traditional horror note, I have a bit of a standing tradition to watch Nightmare Before Christmas every Halloween. I think that's good. It's, think that's it's good. neatest, though. Yeah. She's the one that recognized, at the, at the reception, she recognized the podcast voices oh. from people sitting around. Awesome. That's weird and creepy and awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. <laughs> and then we yeah, thanks Anna. Jason just called you creepy, but thanks. Anna. <laughs> yeah, in a good way. Uh, and then we had Megan Cruz. She says, "Pet Cemetery" and "Hocus Pocus." Woo, Megan! <laughs> <laughs> and and woo, Hocus Pocus. That's on a lot of lists, and we didn't really talk about it too much. But another family-friendly Halloween-type movie. Yeah. And, and notice nobody said four and five. Huh. Oh shush! <laughs> oh, God, give I'm me a sorry. second. <laughs> and Jason, um, and that's all. That's all we had on Facebook, and nothing on Twitter, and nobody called in. And uh, don't forget, you can always call in at four one five nine five two six eight five seven or four one five nine five A O T K P to leave your comments. Uh, let us hear it. Hear what you're thinking. And that's shoutouts. Woo. Thank you, Jason. Okay, so we're going to do things a little a little different this time. And we're going to go over to Gore Games, but it's not who you think. Games. It's me, Elizabeth, and I am here to present 
a fun game that I've been playing for, oh, the past months, just because I like to take my time with games. On the 3DS, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. <laughs> um, this is a fun game for all ages. I'm pretty sure it's rated E. And uh, I'm playing it on 3DS. It is available also. Hold on. I'm terrible. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. No, it's available on 3DS only, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's an off? exclusive. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's an exclusive. Okay. Uh, and the only reason I'm, I'm screwed up on that is because there was a Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube. Is that correct, Dustin? Yep. And I am not familiar with that game. However, I am familiar with the 3DS version. Uh, so the sole story of the game is Luigi has come upon this valley that is underneath fog. And his good friend, Professor Egad, has figured out that this dark crystal or dark moon has been blown to pieces by a mysterious figure. And uh, Luigi has to go find them because he is the only Mario brother available, apparently. Uh, Mario Mario's too busy. <laughs> and um, so you're basically, I think it's just like the original game. You have this little vacuum. You go and you suck up ghosts. You're, you're, you're a ghostbuster and you try and find these missing pieces. Um, Gameplay is very fluid. There's uh, there's a bit of delay between story modes and the actual gameplay mode, but somewhat seamless. I have not finished the game yet, but I'm hoping to get it done. There's really cute, you know, I, I would say cute. Other people, men would probably not say cute, but there are things that Luigi does in the game, little quirks. Um, where, you know, if you're sitting and you're just looking up something on your phone on, like, game facts or something to figure out a puzzle, um, he'll do, like, whistling or looking around and accidentally scaring himself because he's in this haunted mansion kind of thing. So there are little quirks in there that I found adorable. Um, there are different kinds of ghosts that you wrangle with, and each level... It gets progressively harder, of course. I would hope so in a game situation. But they're not so hard that you can't uh, play through and figure it out. Although every once in a while, I'm sure Dustin can attest, uh, he's heard me, you know, cursing a bit when I can't get through a boss level at times. But um, so far, everything's been pretty simple and and easy to play. And it's just a fun, fun game. And I've actually gotten scared a few times from this game. Uh, in the game, in, in some of the cinematics, uh, where Luigi has to go a certain place and ends up being slingshotted to another room or something like that, but it's all very like jump scare esque. So um, I recommend Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for all ages, anyone on 3DS. Check it out. Awesome. Good one. All right, let's uh, go over to Terry now and Wicked Words with Wear Tear. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> 
I'm taking a little bit of a different approach this segment. Um, usually I do a book-movie comparison, but since we're talking about Halloween, I kind of delved into the nostalgia and kind of picked out a story that I really enjoyed when I was younger. I remember, I don't know if any of the rest of you ever had those little scary story anthology books when you were younger, but I loved those things. And this story was one that was always my favorite, and I still remember it to this day. So I thought I would just read that for you. Um, it's based off of an old, an old folk tale, and there's been a lot of different retellings of it. This is the closest one I could find to what I could remember. But uh, this is called The Yellow Ribbon, as retold by S.E. Schlosser. <clears throat> Jane wore a yellow ribbon around her neck every day. And I mean every day, rain or shine, whether it matched her outfit or not. It annoyed her best friend Johnny after a while. He was her next-door neighbor and had known Jane since she was three. When he was young, he had barely noticed the yellow ribbon, but now they were in high school together, and it bothered him. Why do you wear that yellow ribbon around your neck, Jane? He'd ask her every day, but she wouldn't tell him. Still, in spite of this aggravation, Johnny thought she was cute. He asked her to the soda shop for an ice cream sundae, uh... And then he asked her to watch him play in the football game. Then he started seeing her home. And come the spring, he asked her to the dance. Jane always said yes when he asked her out. And she always wore a yellow dress to match the ribbon around her neck. It finally occurred to Johnny that he and Jane were going steady. And he still didn't know why she wore the yellow ribbon around her neck. So he asked her about it yet again, and yet again she did not tell him. Maybe someday I'll tell you about it, she'd reply. Someday. That answer annoyed Johnny, but he shrugged it off just because Jane was so cute and fun to be with. <laughs> well, time flew past as it has a habit of doing, and one day Johnny proposed to Jane and was accepted. They planned a big wedding, and Jane hinted that she might tell him about the yellow ribbon around her neck on their wedding day. But somehow, what with the preparations and his beautiful bride and the lovely reception, Johnny never got around to asking Jane about it. And when he did remember, she got a bit teary-eyed and said, We are so happy together. What difference does it make? And Johnny decided she was right. Johnny and Jane raised a family of four, with the usual ups and downs, laughter and tears. When their golden anniversary rolled around, Johnny once again asked Jane about the yellow ribbon around her neck. It was the first time he'd brought it up since the week after their wedding. Whenever their children asked him about it, he'd always hush them, and somehow none of the kids had dared ask their mother. Jane gave Johnny a sad look and said, Johnny, you've waited this long. You can wait a while longer. And Johnny agreed. It was not until Jane was on her deathbed a year later that Johnny, seeing his last chance slip away, asked Jane one final time about the yellow ribbon she wore around her neck. She shook her head a bit at his persistence and then said with a sad smile, Okay, Johnny, you can go ahead and untie it. With shaking hands... Johnny fumbled for the knot and untied the yellow ribbon around his wife's neck. 
and Jane's head fell off. The end. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Love that story. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Terry, for that. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to take a trip down memory vein. Cool. Well, kitties, tonight is the night we've all been waiting for. The night where monsters lurk around every corner and the scares are all around, not to mention the candy. For this Halloween edition of Memory Vane, I wanted to search through the old orange and black memories of Autumn's past to see what creeps up. I always get nostalgic and a little teary-eyed for the good old days of trick-or-treating as it was great this time of year when the end of October arrived and on the 31st, I couldn't wait for the sun to go down. As a kid, I can remember being Buck Rogers, a Star Wars character that for the life of me, don't remember now if it was Darth Vader or a Stormtrooper. Heck, I was even the Fonz one year. But with whatever disguise I decided to go with, it didn't matter. That night was the best night of the year, and I had waited all year for it. Back in the 70s, strolling through your hometown wasn't relatively dangerous, and you didn't have to be fearful of what you might find in your pumpkin pail. But in the 80s, razor blades and apples changed all that, as reports of poisoned and tampered goodies made the fun of going door-to-door more limited, at least for a few years, to the people you knew. I remember our local hospital offering x-rays of your nightly loot, and even one year when there was so much talk about the danger of what people were doing to the things they were handing out, that I simply stayed home. Of course, I can recall a few other Halloween seasons when parts of it were a bit of a downer. Wading through a yard full of mud to ring a doorbell, only to get stuck up to my knees. I was a little squirt back then. Certainly ranks high, as well as the time I awoke the morning after Halloween to find our pumpkin smashed on the road. But those events, as dismal as they were, didn't change the love of the holiday for me, which brings me to one of my favorite memories. Only this didn't start during the season of pumpkin patches and scarecrows. It was June, 1984. Okay, I admit it. I was a huge fan of Steven Spielberg films in the early 80s. When I heard that a movie by him was going to be released in the summer of 84 called Gremlins, I was counting down the days to opening weekend. That is, until I saw the trailer for another 84 summer flick, Ghostbusters. This film seemed to have it all. Humor, scares, outstanding special effects, and, oh yeah, a hot Sigourney Weaver. And it did. (laughs) I saw it twice during its opening month, and I couldn't go anywhere that summer without humming the theme song in my head. I even bought a Ghostbusters candy bag that Halloween, which, by the way, I still have. Flash forward to October of 1985. We had just purchased our first VCR, and my days of roaming the aisles of the video stores were just beginning. There were some video outlets that would let you reserve a movie to pick up on a certain date, although it usually depended on if the person who had rented it last decided to bring it back or pay for another day's rental fee. But I remember that year was special because Ghostbusters had just been released on VHS, and if I could rent it on the day when ghosts, goblins, and witches roam free, it would be the best one ever. 
So we reserved it earlier in the week and waited patiently at the video store on Halloween until finally it arrived. I couldn't wait to get home to watch it and must have rewound it at least three times that night. Many more Halloween seasons would come and go with a lot of horror movie rentals. But renting Ghostbusters will always be my best Hallow's Eve memory and is still one of my favorite films today. Uh, Halloween and the autumn season. It's always had an effect on me that no other time of the year can compare to. The leaves, colors, decorations, and music have always brought a smile to my face, whether I was four or 40. I guess now it takes me back to my feelings as a kid. And maybe that's part of the magic. I still can't go into a store around October without wandering the costume, candy, and decorative aisles, always on the lookout for that next cool item to collect or just to take in the scenery of Halloween. How about you? Do you have a favorite memory? Did you enjoy Halloween more as a kid, or do you enjoy it more now as an adult? No matter what year it is, though, three things are for certain. The Monster Mash will always be played somewhere during a Halloween party. Linus will sit in the pumpkin patch every year on television to wait for the Great Pumpkin. And in Haddonfield, Illinois, you can't kill the boogeyman. Stay safe tonight, everybody, and have a happy Halloween. And that's my edition, Halloween edition of Memory Vein. Awesome. Guess it's time guess it's time for Insane's Picks. You know what? It is time for Insane's Picks. And this particular episode of Insane's Picks, I've picked a movie that also kind of reminds me of Halloween. Although, I dug deep for this one. We're going across the waters for this puppy. That's right, we're going to Brazil. 1963. For a little movie called At Midnight I'll Take Your Soul more commonly known as the first of the Coffin Joe movies. Now, who is Coffin Joe, mind you ask? Well, Coffin Joe is Brazil's answer to Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. He is, he is a character that has been portrayed in movies, television shows, comic books. There's been songs written about him. Coffin Joe is a staple of horror in Brazil. And... This, this movie was the first of that. Uh, uh, written and directing and starring as Coffin Joe, um, Jose Mark... Mar- uh, how do you say it again, Jason? You, you can do it. That's a soft J. Maquia? Magia? Mahia. Mahia. Marins. Uh who is been no you know famously known for Coffin Joe and he directed a ton of those movies and starred as Coffin Joe in his famous black hat and cape beard and extremely long gross fingernails so anyway what is at midnight I'll take your soul well Coffin Joe who um I don't remember his actual character's name in the movie, but my understanding that the American translation of it is Coffin Joe. Um, he is the the undertaker for this small little, this small, extremely religious town, and 
uh, he's kind of an asshole. A little bit of an asshole. He, uh, he's got a lot of money, and he's not afraid to flaunt it and feels that he's better than everybody in this town. Uh, and I don't know if Coffin Joe's whole history reign of tyranny hinges on this one moment, but it really seems like he goes off the cuff at the moment when he goes to sit down to eat, and the food that's prepared for him doesn't contain any meat, because it is um, it is Holy Friday, and no one's allowed to eat meat on Holy Friday. Well, he's better than all that, and he throws his plate, he throws a fit, and he leaves to go buy a leg of lamb that he carries around with him the rest of the night during Holy Friday to make it a point to eat it in front of everybody else. So he buys a leg of lamb and eats it gleefully while watching everybody pray in the streets. Um, the movie, for being 1963, is pretty creepy and disturbing and graphic at times. There's a scene where he cuts a man's fingers off with a broken bottle for not letting go of money that he won in a poker game. Uh, he pokes a doctor's eyes out with his gnarly, gross fingernails. Um, uh, he tortures one woman with a tarantula. By, and he um, Basically, the storyline goes is that he's looking for somebody to provide a son for him. So he's looking for a mate so he can spawn a child. And he is fixated on his best friend's girlfriend, uh, who has nothing to do with him because Coffin Joe is with this other woman that cannot bear a child. So he thinks that his best course of action is to kill this woman so that he can gain the love of the other woman. And so he kills this woman by tying her up and making a tarantula crawl all over her until it bites her and she dies from a spider bite so that no one will know that he actually killed her, that it was actually um, a spider bite. So he kills her and this woman, this other woman still wants nothing to do with Coffin Joe, so he thinks the next way to make sure he gets this woman is to kill his best friend, the boyfriend of this woman, so he kills him by drowning him in a bathtub. And then from there, the woman still doesn't want to have anything to do with him. So Coffin Joe's like, you know, fuck it. And he just ends up beating the shit out of her and raping her. And it's a pretty gruesome scene. Um, the rape scene, obviously, it doesn't, for 19, uh, 1963, it doesn't get too graphic in the rape part. But when he is beating her, it is pretty damn brutal and disturbing. Uh, what I think they did is they put like they must have put like fake blood in his hand or on his on, uh, on his on his fingers or on his palm or whatever, because as he's slapping her, there's blood that's just appearing all over this woman's face. So the slaps are real, um, and the and it's pretty gruesome looking with the blood splattered all over her face. And it's a black and white film, so I'm assuming it was corn syrup or uh, chocolate syrup and not actual fake blood. So. He ends up raping her, and she is now unclean. He leaves, and she ends up hanging herself. And so, you know, poor Goffin Joe can't catch a break, can't get a uh, somebody to spawn his child. And so he goes to the bar and beats up on people in the bar, and um, 
flirts with this waitress. It He's just an evil, awful human being. And so it comes down to the last bit of the movie where all his evilness come back, st- come, comes back to haunt him in the graveyard. And he sees visions of all the people that he's killed. And somehow he's mysteriously killed in the crypt of his dead best friend and his dead girlfriend. So, that is At Midnight I'll Take Your Soul in a nut in a Nutshell. That is what opened the door for what is later to become the craziness of Coffin Joe. <clears throat> um, some cool, interesting facts about uh, good old Coffin Joe is that there's, there was rumor that the crew refused to shoot a scene in the cemetery because there wasn't enough sunlight. So... Uh, Jose forced them to shoot the scene by pointing a gun at the cameraman, which he's never really confessed to, but uh, people on the crew said that actually happened. So, sounds like there's just as much nuttiness going on behind the camera as in front of the camera. Now, this movie is part of the Coffin Joe trilogy box set that I have. Uh, which is awesome box set because the case for the set is in the shape of a coffin. And it contains uh, not only um, uh, At Midnight, I'll, ta- I'll Take Your Soul, but it also has This Night, I'll Possess Your Corpse. And, of course, the classic Awake- Awakening of the Beast. And it even has a couple of the uh, Coffin Joe comic books from Zill in the box set as well, which is pretty cool. Now, um, that's the trilogy of the box set, but the technical Coffin Joe trilogy is at midnight I'll steal your or I'll take your soul, and uh, this night I'll possess your corpse, and then the last one, which he actually only made like a few years ago, uh, that I can't remember the name of right now, so. I'll skip that, but, uh, god dang it, what is the name of that movie? I thought I had it in front of me, but I don't. Um, I just want to quote for you right now his opening monologue of the movie to end this segment of, uh, Insane's Picks. So here we go, Coffin Joe. What is life? It is the beginning of death. What is death? It is the end of life. What is existence? It is the continuity of blood. What is blood? It is the reason to exist. And scene. <laughs> Woo! Coffin Joe, guys, you gotta check that shit out. Okay, so that's it for segments. Um, anybody up for one more game of round table? Name name that movie that actor's in. Bobby for apples? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, no, maybe? No. Nobody wants to? Fine. Yes. Could... yes. Oh, Nalani does. If you don't want yeah, to play, you just, uh, just get yourself out right away. Okay, so this actor, um, and again, it has to be a horror movie that they're in. And it cannot be any other credit but an acting performance. And you'll understand when I say that the actor in question is Kane Hodder. 
Ooh, Tom Savini would have been good, too. That's where I thought you were going. Okay. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, that's what I thought he was going to say. Because he's got just as many stunt credits as he has acting credits, so I gotcha. wanted to make sure. Mm. So. Okay, so, Kane Hodder and Terry. Hatchet. Excellent. Nalani. Friday the 13th. Which one? The first one. Okay, you're doing that on purpose. <laughs> Nalani, out. <laughs> I am the Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know what. I just know it like that. I don't know it any other way. All right, you're still out. Okay, Yay! John. <laughs> John. Uh, Hatchet Three. <laughs> awesome. Justin. Sub- <laughs> no, they don't. No. Jason goes to hell. The final Friday. <laughs> that almost sounded like a sound bit from the uh, actual trailer. That nice. was fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I got really close to the mic. Yeah, if you put the mic in your mouth and talk, it sounds really good. <laughs> Jason. Uh, the greatest of the franchise, Friday 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. That's right. Terry. Hatchet 2. <laughs> Couldn't wait. John? Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. Yes! One of my favorites in the franchise. Okay, Dustin? One Mississippi. <laughs> Two Mississippi. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> my brain is fried. Oh my god. Alright, so you're out. Jason? Jason X. Nice. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Terry. Uh, um, hmm. I think we are officially out of Hatchet movies and Friday Thirteenth movies. Yeah, so. I'm. I'm out. I'm out. All right, John. Children of the Corn Part Five: Fields of Terror. I was shocked as hell that wasn't your first one <laughs> because I was saving it because saving I knew that yeah. is a. You know, as one to get me out of a jam there. Because <laughs> I knew nobody else would come up with that one. All right, Jason. Um, he's, uh, he's, oh, fuck. Um, um, I know this one. He's he, done so much stunt work. I know. He has done a lot of stunt work. He's done a lot of minor parts. Ed Gein. Fuck. Yes. Very good. Yes. Damn it. Ed Gein. Because <laughs> that movie's so awesome, as him as a good. Okay, uh, back to you, John. Um, I hope I get the name of this right. <sighs> Damn it! Uh, he played in BTK. I don't know if that was the complete name of the movie. It was the. No, yeah, you BTK. got it. It's just Did BTK. I get it? Okay. Yeah, you got okay. it. Okay. Good job, uh, Jason. Um, was he, was he also in, uh, Behind the Mask, Rise of Leslie Vernon? That's what, The Rise? Pause for time. Oh, he was? Okay. Yep, he was. Guy at Elm Street House is, was this character. Oh, that's right. Yes. It's just filled with all the guys. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, if you know any of the movies that, um that directors love to work with the classic 80s, with the classic uh, guys in the 80s from horror films, you know, you're probably going to name one that he's in. So, uh, John. 
Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I have one that he's in. I don't know if this qualifies. It's a kind of like a compilation DVD of different movies. Although he is in it as Jason Voorhees, but I don't know if it's listed. But it's called Boogeyman or Boogeyman. Yeah, I know what and, you're talking about. Yeah, and it's I mean it's compilations of like different movies, but he's actually in it. But it just shows scenes from. I don't know, guys. What do you think? Should I give him that? Mm. Yes. You're you're the judge. Yeah, keep going. All right, I'll give it to you because this is fun, Jason. Woo! Uh, isn't he uh what's he doesn't he play a security guard in something yeah 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 and i I gave a big hint when i said like it's a a movie that uses a lot of guys in the 80s oh fuck and it was i'll give you another hint it was mentioned in the robert england round Oh, uh, was it the one that I, I said yeah. 2001 Maniacs? That wasn't the one I was thinking of, but yes, he was in 2001 Oh, Maniacs. fuck yeah! <laughs> you want to know, know what his character name was in 2001 Maniacs? What? Jason. Okay, John, you're up. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the new documentary, Crystal Lake Memories. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually plays himself in that. <laughs> Oh my god, alright. Cheating, that's two cheats. No, that's oh, not. I'm no, how is that here. cheating? So, Come on. So, Come so on. Jason, um, you should say his name is Jason, Doc, the other Friday through Tooth yeah. documentary, so Stop that John it. doesn't take that one. That. Yeah, that one. That's cheating. That is cheating. Oh, what? <laughs> Giving him the answer. Ooh, I just thought of one, but I'm not in the game anymore. Well, tell me, because he told him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take his name as Jason off the table since I said it out loud. So Jason, uh, your turn. Uh, okay. He was in another documentary that you may have watched fairly recently. Oh god damn it! I know which one you're talking about too. Uh huh. Uh, oh. He's doesn't. He doesn't. He isn't in a lot, but he's in it. So didn't, didn't I make it to you that they probably used the same footage from that uh-huh. documentary? Yes. <laughs> mhm. Hmm. Oh come on. Okay, he was. Um. Okay, I'll give another hint. Um. Oh, cool. <laughs> I know it. Uh, I'm going to give another hint to different to different movies. Um, so he the, he's worked with one director on every single one of this director's movies. He's been in every single one of this particular director's movies, uh-huh. and we've already uh, we've already named two of that director's movies. Uh huh. Uh huh. What the f- okay? I got. I got the name of it. Um, uh, we, uh, Chillerama. Yes, he was in Chillerama. He played the Frankenstein monster in Diary of Anne Frankenstein. Right. That was such a good segment. 
That's my favorite one. Adam Green, his boy. Yep. John. Uh, Never Sleep Again. <laughs> yep, that was the Full one. Title. The title. Elm Street Legacy. There you go. <sighs> Back to Jason. Okay, so please tell me how the documentaries are done. He's in I, Children of the Corn 5, Fields of Terror. That's one. That's two against John. I looked, guys. I cheated. I'm out. <laughs> All right. He's out. All right, so John's there that round. Yay! Barely, yay. cheater. He hey. was also he was also in Adam Green's Frozen. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know, I was looking at the um, his discography here on IMDb, <laughs> and I and I saw Frozen, and for a second I went to Disney's Frozen, oh. and I was like, what? <laughs> and then I realized, wait, there was a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was in Frozen. He was that the guy driving that. Um, Driving the snowmobile, or he just had a yeah, yeah, he just had a little bitty party. I forgot about that one. The other Um, one, the other one, I was trying to hint at um, that I said was mentioned in the last round with Robert England. He was in Wishmaster. uh, That's the one where he played a garden. Fucking right. Mm -hmm. And there, I almost said Ghoulies Three. Ghoulies go to college. That would have counted. I know. I see it. I'm just okay. He's also in Pumpkinhead Two. Yeah. I also had another documentary that I was going to pull out if I had to. It was, <laughs> and it actually is not listed anywhere. It, I'd, and I'd have had, had proof, so I probably wouldn't have gotten it anyway. But I do have the documentary. It was at the last Contamination St. Louis convention I went to. <clears throat> or no, actually the first one. And they did like a documentary of that convention, and they, they released it. And he's actually in it talking and stuff. So, But I don't know if that would have counted. Since you guys would have had to have proof. But. <laughs> All right. Cool. That was fun. I, I liked doing those games. You guys up for doing that on another show sometime? Terry's yeah. all for it. Yeah, we should do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show up just for that. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so that wraps up another episode of the Tech Killer Podcast. Um, Happy Halloween, everybody. Anybody have anything they have going on they want to discuss? If you're listening right now, the Everything Horrible Halloween episode should be out. You should watch it to get even more into the Halloween spirit. Because, hey, it's Halloween. Why not just watch everything that involves Halloween? That's right. Yeah, our best friend, Ghosty, comes back. (gasps) Oh, snap. Did I see a, a picture with a like like a masked serial killer too? Yeah. Oh man, I cannot wait. Anything else going on for anybody? I think um, I heard that Horror Love is film is uh, showing again. That's right. That's right. At the Muscatine Independent Film Festival. November 14th and 15th in Muscatine, Iowa. So come on down. (laughs) We do the best commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else, anybody? You can still get our movie Collapse on Amazon. Heck yeah. All day. Yep. Um, Yeah. So... Anyway, that concludes another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast, the Halloween special. And I felt it was special. So, I'm... <laughs> so, 
we're going to sign off so I can go and re-edit The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and splice in scenes of Pumpkinhead to scare the shit out of my son. So, yes. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, that moment, that moment when, like, that shadowy figure starts rising up and Linus is all excited and he's like, mm-hmm. it's the great pumpkin, it's the great pumpkin. And in just that moment, I'm going to splice in a shot of Pumpkinhead killing one of the kids. <laughs> the great Pumpkinhead, Charlie Brown. That's right. Okay, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh, no, could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the killer.